Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. Make sure y'all hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Thursday evening. Before we get started, I'll make sure you guys want to jump over to that rebelwithoutareason.com. Get all your fun accessories and whatnot over there. Rebelwithoutareason.com. You'll also find a link to the show over there. Click that beast and you'll go right over to the Rumble page because you know they try to hide the show from y'all from time to time. Sorry I'm late. Dealing with the grandkids. Priorities happen, you know what I'm saying? What's up, guys and girls? Get this thing up. Make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel if you would. I appreciate y'all. Hit that little bell icon to get all them notifications. I definitely appreciate y'all. Let's get into this thing. You seen that thumbnail? That creeper foot fetish weirdo. That was the MTV Catfish back in the day. I don't know if you ever saw that episode or not. He was acting like he was a massage therapist trying to trap women with a different uh, picture. 
you know how them catfishes do. That's the whole point of the catfish show. So this guy, when I saw him on that show back in the day, this shit was like 2008 or something. I don't remember the exact day of the show, the 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 year. But uh, as soon as I saw this dude, I'm like, this motherfucker's going to end up on the news, man. For us talking people doing weird shit, he kept trying to ask the lady that he wanted to give her a massage, give her a massage over and over and over. He brought the massage table in his car, meeting her for the very first time. He's catfishing her online, saying he's somebody else with different photos and shit. It's whack. So the local news station actually did several stories about this guy over the years. So when the last time I saw him, he was at a fucking uh, downtown event. Let me get this in the... This was the guy right here. This guy right here. He was at a downtown Nashville uh, event for special needs people. And when I saw him on the news, I paused that bitch and I said, hold on, man. Let me take a picture of this television set right now. That was the guy. That was the dude from Catfish. What the fuck is he doing downtown Nashville at this type of event for special needs people? What a creeper. I hadn't got to the bottom of that yet, but. I'll show you that to just to let you know, I had my eye on this motherfucker for a long time. And like I said, the local news report uh, reporters did a story about this guy back in the day. So their headline was former massage therapist in the spotlight again. That breaking news, the district attorney's office as a former Nashville massage therapist charged with rape is once again exhibiting, quote, predatory behavior after what he's accused of doing in Atlanta. Let's get you straight over to our chief investigative reporter, Jeremy Finley. And Jeremy, you've been keeping tabs on this man. What? And this is the Jeremy Finley guy I was telling you about that does all the investigative reporting for Nashville because uh, he just got interviewed by, I'm sorry, um, Steven Crowder just got interviewed by the guy for the uh, shooter manifesto situation. So he's the guy that does all the investigative reporting. Let's watch this. Found out now. Well, following our investigations that resulted in Tarek Manturi facing 19 criminal counts, he was allowed to move from Nashville to Duluth, Georgia. That's so he could care for his ailing mother. It's outside of Atlanta. So awaiting this was also while he was awaiting trial. Well, the DA's office says because of what one Georgia woman experienced, his bond conditions should be revoked. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to try to ding me on that. Look at this guy. He's fucking weird as hell. It says rainy Sunday after church. So this guy's a church going guy. Straight up stalking people. He's weird as fuck, man. Along with using his phone to make TikTok videos, Tarek Manturi has been texting, including with this Duluth, Georgia woman who says she met him through the app next door. Pretty quickly, she says Manturi had a request. He offered to give me a massage. Look, in text presented in the DA's motion, Manturi... Hold on, let's read some of these. I'd love to. I worked at Heavenly Foot Massage in Atlanta and all loved me. I've been told I give the best foot massages. Do you like foot massage? 
Massage is my passion. So I had to ask, laugh out loud. What a fucking weirdo. There's always something wrong with these foot fetish people. Y'all be into whatever you want to be into. But people that are in the feet, they some weird people, man. He writes, massage is my passion. So I had to ask. He seemed very keen on concentrating on my feet. And there was a sexual aspect to it. What Diane didn't know at the time is that Menturi faces 19 criminal counts in Nashville. Goddamn, dude. 19 just in Nashville. First uncovered for years, more than 19 women had filed police reports or complaints with the state accusing Menturi of sexual violations during massages or job interviews. It was only after we aired multiple stories that his license was revoked and he was arrested. After pleading not guilty and making a half a million dollar bond, Menturi was allowed to move to Duluth, forbidden from accessing certain websites. Next door is Craigslist, Facebook, Instagram, men for men, fendem.com or fen4m4m.com. I'm not sure what that means. Metro massage tn.com, okcupid.com, and rentmassure.com. Dude, be careful out there. What the hell? Among them, did he ever mention to you, my license is suspended in Tennessee? Did he tell you anything about what had happened in Tennessee? Oh. No. He talked as though he had. He had been very successful with his practice. According to the Georgia Secretary of State website, Minturi surrendered his massage license in Georgia. But listen to what Diane says happened when she met Minturi for coffee. In fact, he wanted to um, leave with me right then and give me a massage. The DA's office responded with this motion. To Dude, that was the same shit that he was doing to the catfish lady, even though he was busted already. And she said, no, nah, I'm not interested. The crew is there trying to ask him, like, dude, what are you doing? What's your motive, man? What are you trying to do? Oh, I'm just trying to give her a massage, man. He kept asking her, I got my I got my table with me. You want to come out to the car? I'll give you a massage. Set it up in the parking lot. Like, dude, what are you smoking, dude? What the hell? Additional bond conditions or revoke bond saying Menturi was displaying predatory behavior. Diane asked us not to use her last name, fearing. For her safety uh, and i couldn't believe that he wasn't behind bars i just it was just inconceivable to me that somebody could be still um doing the same things uh in another state and just get away with it we have been reaching out to Menturi ever since we confirmed the motion but just in the last hour he sent me a rambling text message claiming because he is gay that disproves the accusations he has new legal counsel for the criminal charges. That attorney did not respond to our calls today. The judge in this case will now decide if any action, including banning Menturi from the internet entirely, should be mm. taken. We will keep you posted. Yeah, ban wow, this idiot from the internet, absolutely. All the way around from everything. Your Snapchats, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, anything and everything. So here was another report that they did on this fool. This is was dishonest and I, I have to apologize. Yeah, so this is this is the part excerpts from the actual show itself. 
All right, get ready for the latest bizarre twist in our ongoing investigation into a Nashville massage therapist accused of inappropriate sexual behavior toward women. We have uncovered he was once featured on the MTV show Catfish that exposes people accused of pretending to be someone they're not. This all comes as News 4 Investigates has tough questions for the commissioner of the Department of Health. Yeah, interesting update today. And chief investigative reporter Jeremy Finley is asking why the state just revoked his license when women had complained about his reported abuse for years. My, my name is Isaac. That part was true. That's how MTV viewers first learned about a young man named Isaac, busted on the show Catfish for pretending to be someone he wasn't. If he looks familiar, that's because years later, Isaac, real name Tarek Minturi, is now accused by 15 women of inappropriate sexual behavior during massages or job interviews. In the Catfish episode, Minturi even talks about his future profession. I'm working on a massage therapy licensing. I've had a, a portable table I've used for years on a lot of friends. And it gets even more troubling because Minturi... You know this motherfucker ain't got no friends. What are you talking about, fool? admits on the show he used a fake picture in order to catfish yeah so here's the picture that he was using to try to catfish the ladies that motherfucker looked like a creeper too what up noel young woman you don't no, think that, that there's do. anything wrong with deceiving people no i i didn't know what to think i didn't feel comfortable at first and i mean i, I got caught this is, was dishonest what's up sonia yeah, that's a great point, Sonia. I'm glad you said that. Uh, it reminded me of my point. When they first busted this guy, he said in this interview right here, in this whole catfish thing, he says, no, no, I'm asexual. I don't get him. I don't get sexually aroused at all. But he wants to meet women and give them straight up massages and shit. He thinks people are stupid, I guess. I don't know what his problem is. He's obviously a creeper weirdo. And I, I have to apologize. But that's an MTV show. Customers tell News 4 Investigates what happened to them is much worse. Our investigation found one woman reported to state investigators provocative sexual assault. In this is 2017. 2017, but it wasn't until this month that Minturi's license was suspended, meaning all these women say the inappropriate sexual behavior happened after the Department of Health was investigating. For the first time, we were able to ask the commissioner about it. Many of these. This right here is why shit don't never get done. Watch Jeremy Finley ask this commissioner what's going on. She says, I have no idea what you're even talking about. And then when he says, hey, we'll meet later, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll meet with you later. She, ne she never meets with him. Women are very upset with the state saying, why did this take so long? Do you have answers as to why this took so long? I'm unfamiliar with the case you're referencing, uh, but I can unequivocally tell you that that is unacceptable at every single level for a practitioner to ever have any inappropriate contact with a customer or a client. Uh, and so um, thank you for that heads up, and I'll be sure to take that back to licensure. Is it acceptable to you that this has taken this long to even have a hearing that's this serious? I won't comment on the uh, merits of that case until I know more. Okay. We'd like to talk to you when you find out about that, please. Sure. But today, we got this email from a Department of Health spokeswoman saying the commissioner would not be available for an interview. <laughs> of course not. She ain't going to be available for no fucking interview. Why would she want to interview about some shit that they should have stopped already? A lot of people should be getting fired and sued about this. Because it's, video, it's on fucking videotape, man. People are seeing this guy being a fucking weirdo.
He's sucking on people's feet, Sonya. Um, the ladies took, uh, went and got basically a rape kit done, and they did saliva swabs on their, um, their lady parts and whatnot. Use your imagination on which ones. And um, finally, he just got busted again. We're going through leading up to what just happened uh, today or yesterday, I believe. Let's keep going. And added, even if founded, every violation does not rise to the level. Even if founded, hey, even if those claims were true, every violation does not rise to the level of suspension or revocation. The fuck out of here. The suspension or revocation of the practitioner's license. Investigations can be complex and take time, particularly as new witnesses or allegations come to light. Jeremy Finley, News 4 Investigates. And we should also add that if you look up Mentori's license right now on the state's website, it reads that it's still active. Well, when we inquired about that, the state spokeswoman said it was incorrect and that his license was revoked as we originally reported. Uh-huh. I'm sure it was. Let me go back here to the... And like I said, what was he doing? I hit him up on Twitter a second ago, WSMV4. Jeremy Finley, you tell me why this motherfucker was at the at this Rise to Shine event for special needs people in Nashville, Tennessee. What is he even doing there? It's sponsored by a church, and he's a churchgoer. I think that's the connection. That ain't the only connection, though, I can tell you right now. I told people a long time ago, watch out for this dude. He's a fucking creeper. So now we're going to get into the report that came out. Uh, it just it came out today. WSMV4 investigates reveals 25 women filed sex crime reports on the same man before his arrest. And when I saw this story, I'm like, damn, who's this guy? 25? That's a lot of fucking people. Who's this guy going to be? And dude, when they played... The footage of this fucking guy. I, I I can't say I was beside myself because I already knew. I already fucking knew. I was waiting on this story to happen. Because they don't do their job. They want to go after the cops that leak manifestos and shit instead of uh, following up on sex traffickers, sex assault cases and whatnot. All right, let's read this sheet. There'll be a video too, but we're going to read it first. Uh, WSMV Channel 4 investigates Chief. Investigator Jeremy Finley uncovered. It took 25 victims filing police reports over a four-year period before Metro Nashville police arrested a man accused of sex crimes. One lady said, my assault didn't have to happen. The assault of all the women after me didn't have to happen. If they would have got him in the, in the very beginning, if he would have got him in the beginning, when the first lady came forward, all these other victims that are going to have lawsuits against Metro, against, um, hell, anybody that didn't revoke his license, Dude, it's going to be a lot of people getting in trouble for this shit. 
Oh, yeah. Sonia says, it just occurred to me for the first time how special needs children uh, and adults are likely abused by these people. Yeah, all the time. And you know, we saw the the drag queen, a special needs drag queens. I know you can't, can't forget about that show. We'll revisit that shit if we need to. I'm just saying. They do take advantage of people all the time. Exactly. The world is upside down. Peter Massey, a former police officer and professor of crime scene technology, examined the police investigation for WSM4 Investigates. When you review how this case was investigated, that's the word that comes to mind. Lazy. Drop the ball. Incompetent. Boom. There it is right there. Dude, can you testify for me and my clients for me? We about to get paid. Let's watch this video right quick. And these ladies are going to uh, describe exactly what happened. Come on, bro. Here we go. My assault didn't have to happen. And the assault of all the women get out of the way. after me didn't have to happen because Tonight, WSMV4 Investigates reveals more than two dozen women reported sex crimes about the same man before he was ever arrested. And they want to know, why did it take so long? Our chief investigative reporter, Jeremy Finley, is here with what he's uncovered. And Jeremy... Boom, right there. When I saw that dude walk out of the, the, the jail area with his orange suit on, I said, no fucking way, dude. I knew they were going to get this guy. It took him four years to get this idiot, though? Come on, man. It's a bit longer than four years, guys. This is a shockingly high number. Well, it is, and all are reporting into this man, Tarek Minturi, the former massage therapist, serving prison time for sex crimes against women. We kept hearing from victims that they filed police reports for years, but he was never arrested, kept his massage license. It took us eight months, but we not only tracked down all of the police reports, but also many of the women who say police failed them and the other victims. Metro Nashville Police Fire Medical. I was sexually assaulted by this guy. He sexually assaulted them. Like he's a very dangerous person. Like my girlfriend's very like concerned for her safety. The 911 calls were just a taste of how victims like this woman we're calling Jennifer would warn police about massage therapist Tarek Minturi. He was placing his on my hands. I felt his tongue on my He was sucking my toes. Did you honestly think he would be arrested that day? I, I thought he would. What Jennifer didn't know is what WSMV4 investigates has uncovered that on the same day she filed the police report about Minturi, two other women did as well. And before that, eight other women had already filed, including Kelly Cochran. Look at her report. Police believed there was enough information to make an arrest in 2018. Okay, see, that was 2018. The party that he was at in Nashville, I believe it was 2016. I looked it up when the event happened. I believe it was 2016. And he was busted on that stupid catfish way before that. 
and even the cops right here in the report, there is enough information to support an arrest. This shit's gonna all gonna go bad for them when they get in the court and try to defend this. Why did why did the ball get dropped? Who who's who was responsible? Lawsuit. What's up, SC Wolverines in the house? How many incidents do you have to have before somebody is arrested? And women wouldn't just file reports. This woman was swabbed for DNA also in 2018. They could take samples from my breasts or my feet, do something with the saliva. Others gave their clothes. I still don't know what happened to that um, evidence. And Menturi kept committing crimes. Ultimately, it would take 25 women filing police reports over. Dude. I've never been accused of a sex crime, not even one time. This motherfucker, 25 times? Okay, maybe it was a misunderstanding once, maybe twice, three times a lady, but four times, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, dude, 25 times. I don't have any, how many more people got to get fucked up before people open their damn eyes? What's up, six? Good to have you guys here. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, I hope they can sue too. I wish I was a lawyer. I'd take all these fucking cases. Take all you sons of bitches to court. You are so sued. Four year period before he would be arrested by Metro Police on sex crimes. My assault didn't have to happen. And the assault of all the women after me didn't have to happen. Peter Massey, a former police officer and professor of crime scene technology, examined the investigation for WSMV4. When you review how this case was investigated, What's the word that comes to mind for you? Lazy. Drop the ball. Incompetent. It's also how women began to feel about their communication with lead detective Kimberlyn Rothwell. I tried emailing her, tried calling her. Yeah, you see the lead detective there. She looked like a lefty, in my opinion. Drop the ball. So no more communication with the victims. They trying to call her, email her, say, hey, what's going on with my case? Man, I got time to get back to you. Never got anything back. I stopped hearing from the detectives. Emails obtained by WSMV4 Investigates show the DA's office was frustrated too. Metro police, come to the door! A month before Menturi was arrested. That's going to be more people. Even the DA is saying we got to get this moving. Everybody's going to say, look, man, let's just settle this case. We're going to lose big time. A prosecutor waiting on case files wrote that Rothwell is, quote, putting cases together with the same sense of urgency with which she conducted these investigations. They were pissed. They were very upset and, and rightfully so. They weren't doing their job. Do you think that the ball was dropped by the police department? I think it was a difficult ball to carry in general. No, because Inspector Rita. All right, cause so listen to this bitch make all kinds of different uh, excuses for why they didn't do their damn job. Began supervising the sex crimes unit after the Menturi investigation. She had no idea how many women had filed reports before Menturi was arrested. That's a good uh, point, Stanton. Lead detective, probably clients, probably. Probably. 
25 is a lot. A lot. Too many. Agree. I, I can't disagree with you on that. 25 women that endured this over and over and over again yes. after women reported. And that's 25 too many. But I'm wondering if you think that simply it took too long. I would say absolutely it took too long. There's no excuse. There's never an excuse. But there's reasons why it may have delayed. Yeah, what were the reasons? There better be some pretty good reasons, man. 25 people, they're going to say in that courtroom, all of these ladies after these here could have totally been stopped. None of this is even necessary. If you would have did your job the first time, they better have a damn good excuse. Among those reasons, 2020, when Minturi escalated his crimes. It's also when Metro Police had to divert detectives. Add the tornado, add COVID, and just difficult times in general, it was difficult. Now, it was difficult, y'all. Add COVID, add the tornado. Things were difficult, y'all. Like, we got hard jobs to do. It ain't like we can call people and ask questions and investigate. That's going to take, like, me getting out of my car and talking to somebody and writing stuff down. Ain't nobody got time for that. The fuck out of here. Is it okay to have excuses? Never. Rothwell, police admit, had too many cases at the time. Here's the lead detective, Rothwell, right here. Does that look like a lefty to y'all? I know you don't judge your book by its cover, but that looks left-handed to me. And was put on the midnight shift, which hampered communication with victims. Oh, they hell, it's late. It's late at night. It's past midnight. These ladies don't want to be bothered by another phone call, how we dropped a ball and didn't arrest this creep-ass motherfucker again. Yeah, don't wake me up at midnight telling me you ain't doing your damn job, idiots. They did present 12 cases to the DA's office in October 2020 for potential prosecution. The DA's office had no comments, but multiple sources within the DA's office say prosecutors never saw the details of those 12 specific cases and police. Why did they never see the details? Is it not in the file? Do you not know how to read? I don't understand people, man. Already officially closed many of those cases. Oh, hell no. Citing a lack of cooperation of victims. Wow. I wonder why that is because they didn't want to be involved with it no more. Like, fuck it, dude. He smelt my, he spelt my picky toe. You know what I mean? What, what can I do? Y'all ain't going to do nothing about it. Both the DA's office and Metro police say the end result is Menturi is now in prison and will be on the sex offender registry. But several of these women will never get justice because so much time passed from when they came forward, the statute of limitations oh, no. ran out. Their cases were never even considered. For Dude, I wonder if that happens a lot. If we had some insider information on the court system, they know how all these laws go. Statute of limitations is coming up. Uh, We're going to wait this out, man. We can't get in touch with no victims. It's tornadoes and stuff, y'all. You know what I mean? Like stuff was flying around. I lost my pen. Things happen, you know, statute of limitations. Oh, well, get the fuck out of here. Execution. The ramifications of how poorly it was handled are substantial. What do you say to those women that would never get justice? There's nothing you can say. 
You know, there, there, there's, there's nothing you can say to make that better. We care deeply about our victims. We've made some changes in the division to make it better over the last year. But, but there's nothing you can go back. I would press her on that. What changes have you made in the last year that made it better? Did you get rid of people that were lazy as fuck that didn't want her to do their job? Tell me what you did. They never, they never go deeper on those questions. To those women, that's not okay. We should point out, according to the reports, three women did not want to prosecute, and others just wanted their cases documented. Police also say because in some cases it was Minturi's word against the women that it would have been hard to prove in court. Marius. Jeremy, I worry that women will see this and won't come forward if they've become victims. Yeah, keep in mind, the totality of these women coming forward is the reason why Minturi is in jail. It's also important to point out the sex crimes unit in Metro has more than doubled since this happened. A lot more detectives, so hopefully this doesn't happen again. Marius. Wow, so frustrating for these victims, Jeremy. Crazy as hell, dude. It took 25 people reporting that their cases didn't get heard at all before they even did anything. Sonia, it was COVID. It was tornadoes. She says, I don't understand the reasons this was ignored. They lost their pen. Papers were flying around the room. They just can't do it. Yeah, is the statute of limitations short? I mean, how many years went by? I don't know on these particular ones, but that one was 2017. It's 2023. You know what I mean? I don't Five years, six years? I have no idea. Maybe they need to change that. When you assault somebody in that way, uh, should there be a statute of limitations on that? I don't know, man. Yeah, how many haven't come forward? That's a great point, Stan. How many people won't come forward now because of this report even, you know? They didn't I didn't they never got heard. Nothing ever happened for them, so why should I talk? Why don't I want to embarrass myself? You know? It's crazy as hell to me. And I know cops got a big caseload. They got lots of creepers out there doing shit, but if you start arresting these motherfuckers and keep them in jail, your caseload is going to go way down. Keep those repeat offenders in jail. Stop letting them out. And do your damn job. Maybe then some crime will be going down. Sonia says this reminds me of a story. Nate recently covered about a policewoman that didn't do her job on over 30 cases and then retires claiming to be on disability but caught working. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude, you can't make this shit up, man. What the hell? It's crazy to me. I don't understand people, dude. I don't understand them. Yeah. This, you can't make this shit up, people. You cannot make this shit up. Exactly, Sonia. And, and massage therapists, I don't understand them. I have to see what, Sonia? You have to see it. Please see it. 
Men in the workplace getting more trouble for flirting with a woman, much less sucking their toes. Exactly. Exactly. We got so many more stories. Thank you guys for being here. I definitely appreciate y'all. Sorry I'm late. You can also get this on your favorite podcasting platform, Spotify, Apple iTunes, all that fun stuff. Uh, Sonia <laughs> says, Sex in the City did a whole episode on the male masseuse. Oh, goddamn. Oh, the Nate story, if you wanted to share a little bit, it's its own thing. Yeah, yeah, send it to me. Yeah, send it to me, honey. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it up there. Let's keep this thing rolling here. I definitely appreciate y'all being here. Yeah, so the, the guy was on Catfish back in the day. I knew already then that guy is a problem, man. And then they did another report on him, then another report, then another report. I'm like, what the hell? And then I saw the guy at the Tim Tebow special needs event. I just saw it on the news, the special needs event on the news. And I said, whoa, who is that fucking guy right there? Stop, pause that shit and let me look at it, look at his face for a second. Where do I know this guy from? The fucking catfish show. You goddamn weirdo. What are you doing down there? I knew they were going to catch his ass. Speaking of incompetent police, what the hell's going on in New York City, man? While Sonya's getting that clip for me. So this was New York earlier, about three hours ago. They're doing protests down there, spray painting the damn cop cars and shit, saying free Gaza and whatnot. No cameras. They put in the KKK IDF spray painting on their shit. I'm sure somebody was on video. They need to outlaw them masks, man. People just walking around with masks on and shit now like they're scared of coof or something. They're using it to disguise themselves like damn bandits. Remember back in the day they used to rob the stagecoaches and shit, Jesse James and all them? We talked about that. Looking like some straight up thugs. I don't know what that even says. Dr. KKK, I guess. I don't know. Free free Gaza. Who's handing out the Gaza? I want some. Oh, these motherfuckers drinking Gatorade. <laughs> these motherfuckers drinking Gatorade on the hood of this cop car. Priscilla T. Some kind of tea? What the hell? Tulsi and Perilla T. Palestine will be free. They're so idiotic, man. Anything that rhymes is right on time. You know what I'm saying? 
if it if it sounds the same, then it ain't lame. You know what I mean? That's all they ever do. Idiots. If your shit rhymes, it's just fine, I guess. I don't know. Come up with a, a catchy slogan for them and they'll grovel at your fucking feet, I guess. Fuck these stupid people. A major and important Here's the one about the uh, homicide detective refuses to testify in 37 murder cases. Misconduct exposed. Shout out to Sonya for this clip. Did a top Phoenix police detective mishandle evidence in a large number of murder cases? Right now, we know those problems go back years, and the number of impacted cases is likely in the dozens. The scary part in all this, police and prosecutors don't know if the problem is even bigger. It's a big problem. Police and prosecutors are trying to keep quiet. Detective, <laughs> Stop. She said... Uh, we're trying to find out if it's a big problem right at the very first words. It's a big problem. Uh, fuck yeah, it's a big problem. If you got a homicide detective refusing to testify in 37 murder cases. Come on, man. Handled evidence, the mistakes impacting at least 37 murder cases in court and 61 police homicide investigations. Several months later. But first tonight, the pressure's building both inside the city of Phoenix and in court because of an ABC 15 investigation. For years, this Phoenix homicide detective mishandled evidence. And as the mistakes caught up with her, she went on medical leave and then retired. Wow. And ever since, both city attorneys and her lawyers have told the court she's too unwell to testify about her cases and her mistakes. But ABC 15 Chief Investigator Dave Biscabing just exposed she's been working in not just one job, but two at least. Oh, so hell this no. police detective messed up. Well, you better go. <laughs> you better go all the way to jail. <laughs> what the hell? Big time. And now maybe looking at some criminal charges. Here's the story. Shout out to Nate, the lawyer, too, on YouTube. Subscribe to his this channel. This is Jennifer DiPonzio. She was a Phoenix homicide detective. Now, Jennifer was also married to the assistant police chief, Nick DiPonzio. Now, for context, this is how she's connected to the top. DiPonzio was once the center of the recruitment campaign. She's also married to an assistant chief who was handpicked by new chief Michael Sullivan. Wow. That's important context because... Dude, that's that right there is conflict of interest all up in it i know you want to hang out with your boys and all and get them a job that's how most people get a job i guess referral but when you're dealing with cops man it's it's a little different has aggressively fought to keep information secret about DePonzio. now as you heard she has a strong history of mishandling evidence this has put multiple murder cases in jeopardy of being lost now all this started when people started asking questions about what appeared to be mishandling evidence in some major murder trials now jennifer saw things were going bad and she needed to get out of dodge now some of her mistakes included failure to complete tasks on time lying about completing those tasks mishandling evidence Wow, failure to complete a task on time. That's some shit that you get wrote up for in the corporate world. But you're dealing with people's lives and homicide investigations. That's legal shit that'll really get your ass in trouble. Just those actions that she's taking can get a case totally thrown out. Collecting to interview victims. She abruptly went on medical leave and then retired under medical disability. Oh, 
Hold up. Lying about completing those tasks, mishandling evidence, and neglecting to interview victims. She abruptly went on medical leave and then retired under medical disability. In this case scenario, there is a, a what I would characterize as a cover-up by the Phoenix Police Department of Detective DePonzio's misconduct. A quote, cover-up. That's a serious accusation, and it's based on these records and a recent defense interview with Detective DePonzio's supervisor. Yeah, I'm uh, Jerry Barker. I'm the supervisor here in the homicide unit on the Charlie 33 squad with Phoenix PD. Can you tell me when you started supervising her? So her first day on my squad was October 5th of 2020. Here's the timeline. October 2020, her first day. Then June 2021, eight months later. DePonzio went on leave and left a mess. A lot of evidence not properly documented in eight months later, especially interviews. So she failed to do that. And so she so, didn't up. So she didn't upload how many recordings? Um, the recordings I gave to you on there, whatever it says, 55 of them or something like Ooh. that. It's somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, yeah, you're right. 55 audio recordings, and she didn't write supplements associated with those recordings. That's correct. Barker put together this spreadsheet of the recorded interviews. For some, detectives never figured out which case. Dude, you know you're bad at your job if they do a spreadsheet on how many things you got wrong. As they belong to. I did my fact finding on what I'm supposed to do as an employee, as a supervisor. I discovered what occurred. I turned it over to my supervisors. It went to PSB. And what happened from there, I have no idea. PSB is the Professional Standards Bureau, basically internal investigations. PSB never talked to you about this. PSB never did a formal interview with me, no. Sources tell ABC 15 the DOJ has... Okay, let's, the devil is in the details. He asked him if they ever followed up with him, and he said they never did a, a formal interview with me, no. So somebody called him and said, hey, you know anything about this? Oh, no, it's fine. Whatever, whatever. So there was some type of a communication there, allegedly, because just based on what he said. Yeah, she probably does ride the train stand. Interviewed people about the scandal involving Detective Jennifer DePonzio. We obtained internal police records showing she failed to properly impound and document all sorts of evidence. Some of it found stuffed in bags under her desk or at her home. And when the problems finally caught up with her, she went on leave, then retired under a confidential disability claim. It's why officials say she can't testify in any way about her case. So not only did she mess up all the evidence, but then... Is she brain dead? Is she in the hospital like this young lady here is, uh, hooked up to a respiratory machine and feeding tubes and shit? You better be if you can't testify. the fuck out of here. These people think you're stupid. She can't testify because she's too sick to do so. And I'm going to say allegedly too sick to do so. Now, uh -huh. just because she's gone didn't mean the case has stopped. Now, this is where things get interesting. See, local ABC 15 found this detective working multiple jobs while claiming disability. She was too sick to testify in court, but well enough to hold down multiple jobs? Check this out. But DePonzio has not had to testify in court or answer for those mistakes. After she was confronted with the problems, she went on medical leave, then retired under a confidential disability claim. So the records show Phoenix giving the court documentation saying DePonzio's too unwell to testify or even be contacted about her cases. And that brings us to our story tonight. ABC 15 Chief Investigator Dave Biscabing has discovered she's been working and not just one job, but two, at least. And that at raises least. a lot of questions.
I can't wait. We ain't even got there yet. I can't wait to find out what this bitch's other jobs are. All of this is from this year. Evidence of Jennifer DePonzio working different jobs. Photos of her working at an office, in groups, celebrating Fiesta Friday. And screenshots from Instagram and Facebook, promoting her work as an esthetician. Emails like this one. A lieutenant questioned HR about DePonzio's leave. Quote, the Esthetician. Concern is that I'm getting rumblings that she is operating a business and traveling out of state to business conferences. Is this allowed? Can she operate a business while she is on paid industrial leave? The business, I'm told, is the multi-level... Damn, she's on paid leave from the police station, too? Wow. Getting Sensi. And that takes us back to all this. We don't know if she's still doing Sensi, but we found two other jobs DePonzio has worked this year. One at a chiropractic office. These pictures taken in August this year. We blurred her co-workers and the business name. There's also her work at a salon. On social media, her aesthetic services promoted in a February 20... Pause it. This right here looks like she's got a gun and a badge on her hip. 23 post. It refers to DePonzio by just her first name, but includes a photo of her with a badge. Oh, yeah. To further confirm if she was still working, we had an ABC 15 producer book an appointment. There were a lot of options, offered multiple days of the week. We scheduled a brow tint for October 5th, but that appointment never happened. The next morning, DePonzio canceled. She sent us this text. Quote, I'm so sorry, but I actually need to cancel altogether. I have been under the weather, and today is not a good day. And do you mind sharing who referred you? Now, before she went on medical leave, she was selling seminars on YouTube. Here's one of her videos. Hi, everybody. I am Jennifer DePonzio. And if you are watching this video, you are in week four of Leap to Lead. Congrats. Good job. Keep it up. And I love how she's still on the coattails of the, the 5-0. Even though she couldn't care to even do the job, she don't mind holding the, the badge and, and uh, everything that comes along with that, allegedly. Stop because I promise finishing and doing everything with Leap to Lead is Leap to Lead is well worth it. Worth every second of it. I joined in 2013. I made the biggest mistake of letting the uh, kit sit there and I didn't open it. Big mistake. Lost a lot of opportunities. But seven years later, I reinstated. I participated in Leap to Lead and I ended up getting to director in less than five months. So it's possible. Uh, you'll get what you get out of it. You could even see the blue line police American flag in her background. Now, I love Nate. He's pays attention to details. First court moves put her in hot water since judges thought that she was too sick to testify. How is it possible for you to work multiple jobs but not sit down and answer questions in court? Now, interestingly enough, here is what the city of Phoenix said about DePonzio's ability to work anywhere else except at the police department and testify in murder trials. The city of Phoenix sent us the following statement. It says, as you are well aware, due to employee health privacy laws, we cannot discuss specifics of this case. However, your reporting makes assumptions that ignore critical differences in the work of investigating horrific murder scenes compared to the work of an esthetician. Most importantly, decisions regarding an individual's work-related restrictions due to injury are made by medical professionals, not the city, and not news reports. Oh, that's, that's a uh, backhanded comment right there, ain't it? Not the city, and- Not you fucking pesky, stupid news reporters. 
maybe you should be investigated too, whoever you, <laughs> whoever the fuck you are, maybe you need to be investigated too, bitch. So after ABC 15 dropped this bomb on everyone, her business Instagram vanished. Her name disappeared from that booking site. Now defense attorneys for all those murder cases started calling the state to task. They're filing motions to call out the state for attempting to keep Deponzio out of the courtroom and off the stand. Their clients deserve to confront their accusers and Deponzio is one of those accusers. As of recently, September 1st. Take a look at this hearing in a murder case from a year ago. It's before we expose this scandal. Work restrictions do include that she cannot testify. But still no estimated time of return. No, Your Honor. That was a city attorney who also took a shot at the defense attorney for raising questions. I, I understand what's at stake here, Your Honor, but for, for you know counsel to say that he's understanding people's privacy rights, I think he's being a little coy with that. Well, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be disparaged on the record by Ms. Gilbert. I'm not going to be, I'm not I going didn't... to hear that. Whoa, well, hold uh, on. I'm not Go playing ahead. Go back here. Defense attorney for raising questions. I, I understand what's at stake here, Your Honor, but for, for you know, counsel to say that he's understanding people's privacy rights, I think he's being a little coy with that. Well, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be disparaged on the record by Ms. Gilbert. I'm not going to be. I'm not I going to hear that. Well, uh, I'm not playing ahead. coy, Judge. Okay, it's a murder case. And now, because of our report, that defense attorney just filed this motion. It says. It now appears that as soon as DePonzio retired and was deemed legally unavailable, she immediately began working. This information should have been disclosed to the court many months ago. The motion included our evidence, like this uh. Instagram post that says, it's time to get busy. That post coming two weeks after the court ruled she couldn't testify, possibly ever, and less than a week after she medically retired. The motion also says, the importance of this cannot be understated. Defense has specifically alleged that DePonzio went on leave to insulate herself from accountability or questioning for her misconduct. The motion ends. Defense asks for reconsideration of the prior ruling to determine whether DePonzio was or now is available. 37 murder cases on hold because this detective essentially didn't care about those cases. The city has paid about $20,000 for Jennifer's legal expenses during this issue. Just imagine if all those cases get dismissed because this detective was incompetent. Yep. So what about the victims? Do the killers just go free? Should yep. criminal charges be brought against this detective who's obviously playing a game here and is she allowed to do this because she's connected to the top her husband the ponzio why would the state do this let me know what you think in the comment section My crazy as hell. dude that's crazy as hell doesn't surprise me at all when regular people don't do their job like we all got people in our jobs that we know like dude why did they even hire this person you know what i mean now this person happens to be a homicide detective you know what i mean like shh fuck out of here shout out to sonya for that story that's crazy that is crazy give me one second here we're gonna get to some other stuff here Do, 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 do. Let's talk about the Belmont students case. Uh, there was a guy that was doing some illegal shit. I don't know exactly why he was popping off shots in a park. But this young lady was walking through the park in Edgefield. Um, 
which is like my old neighborhood. They gentrified a whole lot of that shit. And we're talking about Nashville now. But it's still hood over there. So in my opinion, people come here. She was from New Jersey. They come here from out of state thinking they're coming to hometown Nashville. Ain't nothing here but steers and queers and country shit. You know what I mean? But there's some hardcore gangsters around this motherfucker and they don't care. They'll just kill your ass for no reason. You know what I mean? If you're in the wrong neighborhood, that sounds like to me, that's what happened. These people come here and they think they're just going right outside of downtown Nashville. It's nice over here. You don't see all these fucking projects around here. They're building big old skyscraper type condominiums right across the street from the projects. Don't go walking around in the park in the projects is what I would say. I mean, don't blame the victim, but you got to know where you're at at all times, man. So he got uh, let go several times because they said he's mentally incompetent. He's too dumb to stand trial. Why are we keeping these people around? If they're too dumb to stand trial, they're too dumb to even do any type of uh, day-to-day activities. Put them in a fucking home. Put them in a mental institution. Oh, they don't have those anymore. Put them in prison. Big rocks, little rocks, like ABF says. But they said now he could be facing new charges because he shot a woman. He didn't mean to shoot her. It was like a stray bullet type thing. But uh, they said that she wasn't going to make it starting off. And uh, now she's dead. WSMB4 News Midday starts now with this breaking news alert. Beautiful voice, beautiful soul, just beautiful. Breaking at midday, the Belmont student that was shot in the head while walking in a Nashville park has died. We have a lot to get to on this Thursday. I'm Carly Gordon. Jillian Ludwig was a freshman. The 18 year old was shot while on the track in the Edge Hill Community Memorial Gardens Park. 18 years She's old. Been fighting for her life ever since. And just within the last few hours, Pause her it. aunt confirmed. See that right there? That's the projects. Is she, she not know where she's at? You just going to go down and run the track at the park and expect nothing bad to happen to you? These are the projects. Ludwig died last night at Vanderbilt. The man accused of shooting her was supposed to be in court this morning, but did not appear. His attorney signed some documents on his behalf. We're working to find out when he'll be in court next. Police say that suspect Shaquille Taylor admitted to firing shots at a car near Edge Hill around the same time that Ludwig was shot. Initially, police. Yeah, Belmont is a uh, musical college here, SE Wolverines. Him with aggravated assault and tampering with evidence. But now that Ludwig has died from her injuries, we do expect those charges to change. We have also learned this is not the first time Taylor has been charged with a violent crime. And the last time a judge let him walk free. Our Ryan Breslin has been looking. Why would a judge let him walk free? Because the judges don't have any repercussions on any of this. It reminds me of the old salespeople that I used to work for. They price shit out crazy as hell. Because they don't have to fix it. All they got to do is make the sale. If you make the sale, you're good to go. Dude, I'm the one that actually breaking my back to fix this trash over here. Why are you giving this a discount on a miracle is what I ended up calling it. I got into their ass about it too. To Taylor's criminal history, and as you're about to hear, it dates back 
to 2010. 2010. His criminal background includes charges for vehicle theft, robbery, handgun possession, and multiple aggravated assaults. A report back from 2015 shows. Yeah, she was from New Jersey attending college here, Sonia. That he shoved a man to the ground on the pedestrian bridge and stole 60 bucks from him. More recently, in May of this year, Taylor was charged with aggravated assault. All right, let's pause this for a second. Regarding the tragic shooting of Belmont University student Julian Ludwig on November 7th, 2023, on April 13th, 2023, the district attorney's office prosecuted Shaquille Taylor for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. So back in April, he was already having shit, but they said 2010. So 13 years ago, this fool should have done been in jail. This whole 13 years, he should have been in jail learning his lesson. Again, people's lives would totally be different if they did their damn job. However, the district attorney's office could not prosecute Taylor, saying the case was dismissed and Taylor was released from custody. Dude, he's incompetent to stand trial, and then they mandated to, mandated to dismiss the case because he's too stupid enough to understand the rules bucks from him. More recently, in May of this year, Taylor was charged with aggravated assault. However, the district attorney's office could not prosecute Taylor, saying the case was dismissed and Taylor was released from custody because he was found incompetent to stand trial. Even though he was deemed incompetent for mental health reasons, doctors that reviewed his case say he did not meet the standards for involuntary commitment to a mental health facility. Okay, so he's incompetent to stand trial. He's too dumb. He, he, he's too out of his mind to even understand the proceedings. But he ain't too fucked up to not get put into a home, though. He's kind of right there in that sweet spot where he can just go, see you later. See you next time. Problem our WSMB4 investigates team recently exposed of people deemed mentally incompetent to stand trial being arrested over and over again and then being released back onto the streets. For now, in Nashville, Ryan Breslin, WSMB4. And I don't know exactly what entails with being um, certified mentally incompetent. They got to go through therapists and all this shit to get that done. You could have a biased therapist that was a BLM type character and say, you know what? We're going to get you to say this. We're going to get you to say that allegedly and get you right up on out of here, honey. You ain't, there ain't no need for you even going back in that dirty old jail cell. Exactly. He doesn't meet the standards. This world's crazy. Exactly. Dumb. Yeah. And he's walking around out now. I think they got him in jail now because of this situation, but they're talking about what have other incidents that led up to this shit to where they could have totally nipped it in the bud and they didn't do anything. Again, dropping the ball. But if he was a January 6th, or <laughs> they'll get the FBI on with tanks in your neighborhood. Y'all see that fucking story? We'll probably deal with that too later. They're looking for a, J a January 6th, or I think it was in Virginia with tanks rolling around in the fucking neighborhood trying to find this guy. Get the hell out of here. These people are actually robbing, raping, and murdering people, and they just let them go. Fuck it. But if you step over that little magic dotted line, you in trouble.
Uh, Sonia says we hear so much about the need for so-called police reform because cops kill, which happens. But the DAs and judges have inadvertently gotten many innocent people killed over their lax sentencing. Exactly. Nobody isn't competent to stand trial, but everyone is competent enough to get a sex change surgery on a whim. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, January 6th, they put your ass under the jail. Mike Hunt face said, uh, what's the inappropriate conduct? Did they feel they were assaulted or were they assaulted? What was the assault? The word has been thrown around pretty loosely lately. Lately. Uh, yeah, well, he, he was uh, sucking on their toes. We were you talking about previously earlier from the other story. He was sucking on their toes, sucking on their different body parts, doing shit he wasn't supposed to be doing as a massage therapist. We didn't pay for all them extras, sir. Yeah, I mean. And meanwhile, multiple communities have been gathering to pray for the victim and her family. Family, friends and classmates attended two prayer services last night to shine light on Ludwig's life. And they describe her as a beautiful soul full of love and compassion for others. Hard to believe she's gone only six weeks in college and rising. Six strong. weeks, man. Beautiful. Your daughter that went off to college and she's only been gone for six weeks and now she's dead. Wow. Unfucking believable. Beautiful young lady. One service was held at Belmont, the other in her hometown of Wall, New Jersey. And now there are concerns about the safety of people who spend time in and near the park where Ludwig was shot. So Okay, are we gonna go into it now? Let's let's take a look at the park. I want to show you this map for some added perspective here. So this right here is Belmont's campus. This is the park where Ludwig was shot. And then if you look right here, that's where that community housing development is. And that's where the shots were fired from. Community housing development, AKA the projects. At the Midtown Hills police precinct is also right around the corner, but apparently that has not stopped the gunfire in the area. One man tells us he hears gunshots coming from the Edge Hill apartments all the time. Now he tries to watch out for his neighbors, and he says many of them are, in fact, Belmont students. And then another man says he's moving his two-year-old daughter's bedroom to the back of their house because he's scared a stray bullet could go flying through her window. During the dark hours of the night, this is maybe not the best place, but 2.30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday, it's unacceptable. We just have too many people that live here, work here, study here, and they're not safe here. And you know, Metro's crime map backs up what they're saying. There have been 19 aggravated assaults and two homicides in the area this year. Now, a bit earlier, we just told you that Taylor released from jail without prosecution because he was found incompetent to stand trial. A WSMV4 investigation recently uncovered that hundreds of criminals were released from jail for the same reason. To learn more about why that happened, you can watch our previous stories. They are up right now in the free WSMV4 news app. Wow. So even more people. 13 year old. So even more people are uh, being let go because they're off in the head. Crazy as hell, dude. And some of some of the times the the cops are are uh, they their hands are tied. You know what I mean? 
they can't do nothing. They have to follow what the law says. Law says, let them go. You got to let them go. Who decided to make that law? It's fucking retarded, if you ask me. Devon, what's happening? She says, I blame the gun. Well, you know how those pesky guns are. They get up off the table and just go around and start hurting people. Yeah, just let him go. It's not like he's going to hurt anybody else. He's too dumb to even know what's going on. Fuck out of here. All right, let's go to this next one. What was the other story? Oh, the Panama guy. Let's do the Panama guy story right quick, and then we'll jump over to Rumble and do fun stuff. All right, so the old man in this uh, situation here, they said he was a lawyer. He's in Panama, and there were some climate protesters um, out there blocking the street like they always do. They're putting wood in the street and all kinds of weird shit. Here the guy is here. I don't know which vehicle was his. Probably that tracker right there because uh, this is in Panama, so they got weird uh, vehicles that we don't have here. This is a Toyota, but it looks like a damn Suzuki tracker. But you see they put uh, pieces of wood in the road, all throughout the road, all over here, do -do 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 -do, all around down here, blocking all this traffic and shit. And he got tired of it, man. We're not gonna take it. Graphic footage here. This is the guy. And he's about to shoot this guy standing here in a second. I'm gonna try to... Boom, here he goes. He just raised his hand up. And it's like he wasn't coming toward him or anything. Everybody's just standing there talking shit. And you need to leave this and that or whatever. But right there, he just popped the guy. Let me bring it back here. Boom, shot the dude. Now we can go back. So everybody flips the fuck out at right after that. So he's a supposedly a lawyer there. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike Conface says, uh, but if you're getting a massage, his DNA is going to be on you. That's going to be hard to prove it was maliciously transmitted. Yeah, that's for sure. They've got lots of text messages and videotape to back up the fact that this guy's a straight creeper. And I know that's not uh, hard, hard evidence, no pun intended, but... It's enough for an arrest warrant. They are. They said it in the reports. The DAs were even frustrated that the fool didn't get in trouble.
here. Should have added all these together. So sorry about that. Yeah, and they arrested the old guy. I'm not sure what his charges are going to be. Obviously, murder straight away because, I mean, it wasn't self-defense. He was standing right there and shot the guy. It seems weird as hell, though, that there were so many photographers there, and they got that perfect shot of the shell casing coming out of the, the gun when he shot the guy. Crazy. Have to search for it now. Make sure y'all hit that like button for me. Hit that subscribe button. Do all that fun stuff. So here's the guys. He's going to walk up now. Climate protesters blocked the highway in Panama where Kenneth Darlington was driving through the activist's Roadblocks have cost local businesses $80 million in disruption per day. They refused to move. His response was what? Here you come. I'm going to walk up on them. Now, I done told you sons of bitches nicely to get out of the way. There's no audio on this for some reason, but he's telling them to move. You need to get on by out of the way. Well, I'm going to pull my shit up. <laughs> he pulled my shit out. <laughs> we pulled that shit up out of my pocket real quick. It was nonchalant as hell. Hey, I guess I'll just pull this bitch out. Who wants some? You want some? Get this shit out of the way right now. You about to get 50 bullets in your ass. Move this shit out of the fucking way. You going to get some. Oh, you want to fuck with me? You ain't going to do nothing with that gun, old man. Fuck around and find out shit. She, they, they'll let you know, man. And here's the photo. The look on his face was kind of like, dude, I ain't got time for you. I don't care about it. I'm old as shit. I'm going to take one for the team. And look, there's the shell casing right there flying out. Kaboom, right after he shot the guy. One hell of a photograph right there, isn't it? Crazy as hell. All right, so here's a, let's wait here what meme, I mean, therefore I am, says over there, shout out to him on Twitter. Most probably saw a post of an elderly man shooting environmental protesters in Panama, but there's more to the story. The man who killed two environmental activists in Panama was identified as Kenneth Darlington, 77-year-old, an American retired lawyer and university professor. Not to excuse Darlington's actions, but not everyone knows that the protest wasn't just a one-day deal. The violence came during a th uh, the third week of protest over a large mining contract of a Panamanian government and Canadian company to operate the region's largest pit copper mine. And if you've been paying attention to the show last week, Chris Sky talked about this shit. 
how they're uh the government is corrupt as hell people can't get in and out they're doing all kind of weird shit to where they're boxing people in and they said if they didn't get food by the end of that week it was going to be over for them and it had to do with this copper shit apparently the protesters were blocking the roads with tires and creating small fires the roadblocks have caused up to 80 million dollars in daily losses in businesses and have shuttered schools nationwide for more than a week Protesters kept talk, taking to the streets, creating riots and clashing with the police to the point that they used tear gas and arrested people. Unfortunately, this is what happens when people want to live their lives, but other actions push them to the breaking point when they do something they wouldn't normally do. I can agree with that. Boom, dude, got it again right there. So he killed two of them. That's the, only the one that we saw there was on film. Exactly, in God's hand, this old man had enough, and he snapped. He was done with it, dude. Some people said they should just put these on their car, get in the car and run them over. Mad Max style. Crazy as hell. Crazy as hell. Guys, that's going to wrap it up for me over here on the YouTube side of things. I appreciate all y'all being here. Shout out to all my rebels. Thank y'all so very much. Boom. I'm going to see y'all next Tuesday. I might change the time till 8 o'clock. So I'm late almost every day, but I think I can make it by 8 o'clock. So I might just change the time from 7 to 8 o'clock Central. Shout out to the moderators, Anthony McQuaid, Atomic Tabasco, Cat F., Zedoichi's Cane Sword, Latina and Cali, and the beautiful Miss Sonya Scrapbook. The best damn co-host on the internet. Let's hit this chat before we go. Uh, Sonya says, where was this? USA. And like how people shutting things down for everything except force jabs. Exactly. Oh, that was in Panama, if you didn't hear the excerpt that i just uh went down through there there's been protests going on for several weeks it shut down schools it shut down the whole economy costing these people 80 million dollars a day that's a lot of fucking money man and now his life is over two dum-dums got offed fuck around and find out man not everybody's gonna take that shit you know what i mean not everybody's gonna take that shit Let's uh, take this party to Rumble, though. Thank you guys so much. Hit that link in the description box to go over to rebelwithoutareason.com. You'll find the link to the show there, or you can just go down into the description of this video, and you'll find the link to Rumble. Let's go. Peace out, YouTube. Let's get Let's get ready!
time to fight, motherfuckers. Get your Elizabeth Warren costume on. We're going to suit up for battle in this bitch. Thank y'all for joining me on the Rumble side of things. I appreciate y'all for being here. Make sure you hit that like button. Hit that follow button if you haven't already. Follow me on all these other platforms right here, too, on YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, and Twitter. Also on True Social. I need to update that fucking thing right there. Actually, I got another one. I need to throw it in there when I get a chance. Let's get this train started if we don't mind here. Tell me if this was self-defense or not. These two ladies get into a fight at a local eatery. And this big lady right here stabs the shit out of this other lady several times. And it solves her shit real quick. Oh, yeah, your shit just got stabbed. That motherfucker bleeding. Boom. It happened, it happened so fast, man. A, a stabbing happens fast as hell. You right there in it, you think they're punching you? Boom, boom. Two times quick. Two times quick to the gut. Do it again. Boom, boom. Stab the shit out of that bitch. Like, oh yeah, now you bleeding the fuck out now, huh? I hope it was worth it trying to argue with a dumbass. What the hell, man? People stupid as hell. And just walk up on a <laughs> just walk up on out of there like it ain't shit. Like, oh fuck. Where you been, baby? Oh, I've been to the hospital. I got my shit stabbed the fuck up. Crazy. Do 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 do. Watch that shit here. Uh, the House has approved an amendment to cut the Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg's salary to one dollar. They're also doing that uh, for KJP too. They want to cut her salary down to one dollar too as well. It's all semantics. It's it's all theater, obviously, but it's funny to. Uh, Watch them get threatened by dumb shit. You know what I mean? The amendment was introduced by Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, was brought forward due to Pete Buttigieg's failure to serve the American people. MTG specifically pointed to how Buttigieg staged fake bake, uh, bike rides. Here he is right here. Pothole Pete staged fake bike rides to the White House and used private planes funded by taxpayers to receive awards for the way certain people have sex, he said, she said on X. The video is below is Buttigieg being caught red-handed, unloading a bike from an armored SUV before heading to a cabinet meeting to show off for the cameras. So y'all remember when he was going around riding like he was the green general or whatever the hell. They're the climate popos. Got his little flashing red light on the back of it. Like, let's go, guys. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. Ching, ching. Man, I hope those brakes don't fail. <laughs> 
Uh, follow behind me, guys. Come on, guys. Follow behind me. Ching, ching. Idiots. Oh, booty love. Petey booty duty. Let's go to the gym. Cave your fucking neck in to your shoulder blades. Oh my god. Fatality. Yeah, so this happened a couple days yesterday or the day before. House of Representatives has officially censured Democrat Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib for promoting false narratives. And I think Sonia said they went up, went back against this. On this vote, the yeas are 234 and the nays are 188, with four answering present. The resolution is adopted. Yay. Without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. On this vote, the I'm sure they reconsidered and said, you know what? Second thought, we ain't going to. SE Wolverines in the house. The choice is clear. Trump 2024. If I could make an arrangement where um, I, I had a, a stand-in, a front man, or a front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats. Good graphics teams over there at the Dilly Meme team. Make sure you follow Brandon Dilly and all those guys on Twitter. Shout out to C3P Meme for that one. They got some good stuff. Trump 2024, you raggedy bastards. Trump stupid ass shit. I'm sorry, y'all Biden stupid ass shit. Can't stand Joe Biden. He gets on my damn nerves. I can stand Joe Biden about as much as I can stand Sexy Red. <laughs> Let's watch this pregnant bitch get down and uh, show her talents. She's pregnant as hell right here, by the way, if you can't tell. Well, 
bitch pregnant as hell right now. Trash. Shouldn't they be shaming her right now for keeping that baby? I'm keeping my baby. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. That damn baby going to fall out of her birth canal right there. Sonya says, I'm pretty much convinced now that all these things we hear about are deliberate and by no means coincidental. They tell us exactly what they're doing and they enjoy it. Oh, for real. For real. Turning guns in the house. What's up, man? It's not difficult to believe that we're living in Obama's vision of America. Dude, uh, he said it straight away. If I could have some, uh, if, if I could have somebody else in the in the White House to be the front man and I could put a little earpiece in their ear, shove my hand up their ass and tell them what to do, I'd do it. Fuck Obama too. All right. We're talking about Chris Sky a second ago. He got another video. He said, why does the Israeli government support and condone pedophilia, even granting citizenship to registered convicted child sex offenders and refuse to convict known pedophiles in court? Now in 2023, attempting to legalize pedophilia, allowing 14-year-olds to have sex with adults. Let's do it. This is a public service announcement. Are you a child sex offender? Are you worried that you might be prosecuted, convicted, jailed, have your reputation ruined, or worse? Do you happen to be Jewish? Well, if you are, the government of Israel would love to have you. Even registered convicted child sex offenders under supervision can apply for citizenship and get it in Israel. And as soon as you do, you can flee your home country and you will no longer be registered and you will no longer be monitored. And in fact, you will be protected by the government. In fact, you can even sue somebody like me that announces your arrival to the community, even though you are convicted of these crimes. Just ask Brett Ratner, Hollywood uh, director. He fled to Israel after multiple charges of child sex offenses within days of meeting Mr. Benjamin Netanyahu. And ask yourself, why did Israel try to legalize pedophilia this year by making it legal for 14-year-olds to have sex with adults? These are questions you need to ask them. And the Jewish people understand too. There's a reason why they're out protesting in front of Benjamin Netanyahu's house, chanting jail and chanting murderer. They know how deviant their government is, both criminally and sexually. And they know that Netanyahu is responsible for the latest false flag attack on October 7th because there is no way any Hamas people could fly over into Israel on paragliders without being detected and shot down. Everybody in Israel, Jewish or otherwise, understands this fact. And that's why they're all protesting for the exact same things we are. And I just wanted to get this out there in public because why not? Why is nobody talking about this? Why is everybody afraid 
to condemn the actions of an evil government. We do it to every other evil government, but we won't do it to the Israeli government. Well, I will. Yeah, is that true? <laughs> oh boy, y'all got some explaining to do. Let's watch this one from Libs of TikTok. Oh, she says that they managed to convince an entire population. That they're somehow guilty and should be ashamed of their skin color. Racism against white people is the only kind of discrimination that's allowed. Facts. I don't. I almost went there too. It's like I it's think, so like hard. guiltily, like I'm like happy that I'm not oppressed, but I'm not proud of like things people have done in the past. When I when I think of being proud of something, I think of something I worked for, or that um, yeah. I yeah I had to get I I had to do nothing to be white, absolutely nothing, and nothing was taken from me because I was white. It's like saying I'm a proud white person is a completely different saying than saying I'm a proud black person. Because when you hear I'm a proud black person, I think empowerment, I think strength, I think courage, I think you know all these amazing things that the black community has done and accomplished throughout the years. But then when you say I am a strong, or I'm a proud white person, already there's so much like hate yeah. involved in that. The thing about that is like- Every time I hear these fucking weirdos talk, you can tell that they've never been to any type of a dangerous area ever in their lives. They sound so soft, like little pieces of tissue paper that will just rip in the wind. You know what I mean? How you said, someone who says, I'm proud to be black, that's empowerment. Why aren't I allowed to be proud to be white? What makes it wrong? Yeah, what are you proud of? Just your skin color? Because yes, that is wrong. So you're saying I I can't be proud to be white because I don't have a culture? No, I... (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. It's that I, when white people say they're proud to be white, a lot of times, at least in my opinion, they're just they're talking about their skin color, that they're not a different race. I think that's wrong. Yeah. But um, as like we were talking about, as a proud black person, they've been oppressed, that a lot of their culture was stolen from them. And a lot of reasons that I don't like proud to be white is because it has the, the Nazis used it. The, the, the KKK used it. I don't want to be associated with any of those things. So I'm just going to completely stay away from that sure i'm not proud of like what my culture's done but at the same time like i would not want to be anything else if i had to choose another race i don't know what i would be i'm okay with where i am even though i'm getting backlash about being white i mean who gives a fuck if you got a real problem with race let me poke your fucking eyes out boat boat poke your fucking eyes out now you can't see shit how about that People argue over some of the dumbest things in life. She's 
Sonia just sent me this uh, news clip about uh, Brett Radner. Yeah, so Chris Sky is not lying, man. Disgraced Hollywood director Brett Ratner immigrates to Israel. Immigrates. Weeks after being Netanyahu's guest at the UN address, Rush Hour director seeking a comeback from sexual misconduct as allegations shows off the past book Israel issues to new immigrants. Six six six. I say that saying all the time, dude. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Actually, I want to pull that clip because I was thinking about that all the time. Me and Sonya will have all kinds of funny conversations, and I think about that all the time. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Exactly. get back to this article. Brett Ratner, the director and producer of Hollywood blockbusters who is seeking a comeback from allegations of sexual misconduct, has immigrated to Israel. Last week, Ratner posted an Instagram story showing the past book that is Israel issues to new immigrants, granting them tax breaks, wow, and other benefits. He captioned it in Hebrew, Brett Shy Ratner. He appears to have posted more recent Instagram stories from Israel, according to a report in Walla. The Instagram post came just a week after he published a photo of himself, Prime Minister ben- uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, Sarah Netanyahu, and pro-Israel figure Alan Dershowitz. Sonia, Alan Dershowitz was there together at the United Nations. Ratner and Dershowitz were special guests of Netanyahu at his speech to the body. The director was, uh, for a time, a business partner of James Packer, the Australian media mogul who is close to the Netanyahu family. Check his hard drive, allegedly. Ratner, who directed blockbusters including Rush Hour series and others including The Horrible Bosses, Swept up early wave of Me Too allegations about powerful Hollywood figures in 2017. Six women accused Ratner of sexual harassment and misconduct. He denied all charges, but major studios cut ties with him. Major studios, they like making money. You know what I'm saying? And they and they hide some allegations pretty good. It had to be some fucked up shit for them to cut all ties with you. Uh, Sonia says, can you send me the clip about Brett and the pedophile laws in Israel? I told you that, but couldn't find the documentary on it when I first seen the story. Yeah, I'll send that to you. Give me just a second. I dare right now. Before I get too far on this journey, I'll lose this shit. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. 
Okay, sent that to you there. Yeah, just another day in the upside down. That move was crazy as hell when she hit that little teacup. He goes, whoa, falls back into nothing. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I knew that's what it was going to be. And she's creepy too, that actress lady. I didn't like her in a uh, 40-year-old version. She's just not a good actress, in my opinion. She did good in and out and uh, wait and uh, get out, but barely hanging on, barely. Okay, here we go back to it now. In 2021, the media reported that Ratner hoped uh, for a comeback and was signed on to direct a biopic about Millie Vanilli. Sonya, what is going on with Millie Vanilli in the universe right now? These motherfuckers are everywhere. The early 1990s R&B duo who were revealed to be lip syncing uh, their songs pushed back from women's defense groups that arose out of the Me Too movement led the production company to nix the project. So, boop, that shit got uh, nixed because he was one to touch on everybody's boobage. And allegedly, they said it was some underage shit going on too, allegedly. I don't know, man. That's what Chris Scott just said. Ratner was well known as a supporter of Jewish and Israeli organizations and has been honored for his Jewish philanthropy and other humanitarian efforts. In June, Variety reported that Brian Singer, who directed the big budget superhero films as X-Men, who was also disgraced by Me Too allegations, been living in Israel in eight recent years, <laughs> and similarly seeking to revive his career. I knew there was another one. It was Brian Singer. He was the other one that was uh, an alleged uh, pedestrian. Yeah, you know I'm saying. These people are crazy as hell, man. Did y'all hear about this story too? One retired employee and three current members of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department were found dead by suicide within a 24-hour period starting on Monday. Did y'all hear about that? Three current members? One retired and three current all dead by suicide. I mean, the job is stressful. You can't take it, man. Can't take it no more. It's more than a little strange, dude. It's really fucking strange in my opinion. Four current former LS, LASD employees dead by suicide in the last two days. That shit's weird, man. One retired employee. Dude, how many times do you want me to read that headline? The first death was reported at 9, I'm sorry, around 1030 a.m. on Monday in Valencia, according to a statement from the department. Just over two hours later, a little after 12.50 p.m., detectives were called to a second death later in Lancaster. 
At 5.40 p.m., they were again called, this time to a home in Stevenson Ranch. I don't know the layout and how far are those residences apart from each other. Uh, at around 7.30 a.m. Tuesday morning, homicide detectives were sent to a hospital in Panoma where a current employee was declared dead. Out of respect for their grieving families, we will not be disclosing the names of the employees at this time. A statement said homicide detectives and the County of Los Angeles Medical Examiner will continue to investigate each incident independently. Details surrounding the deaths remain unclear. Investigators have not noted if they believe the incidents to be connected. Sheriff Robert Luna issued a statement on the details which read, Our LASD family has experienced a significant amount of loss and tragedies this year. We're stunned to learn of these deaths. And it has sent shockwaves of emotions throughout the department as we try and cope with the loss of not just one, but four beloved active and retired members of our department family. During trying times like these, it's important to, for personnel, regardless of rank or position, to check on well-being of other colleagues and friends, have the deepest concern for our employees' well-being, and we're urgently exploring avenues to reduce work stress. It's crazy to me that they automatically believe that it's, it's, it's suicide straight away. If I was a fucking police detective, I would say that shit don't smell right, dude. Ain't nothing a coincidence. All, all cops know that, especially those fucking detectives, those homicide detectives. Time to investigate that shit. If they close it up and be like, ah, oh, we're done, you know, it's some fishy shit going on. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it could have been some type of shit all connected together, and then you got one person that's uh, not wanting to keep with the, the, the cover-up, and they're saying, hey, man, this dude ain't going with the plan. We're going to have to off him. Oh, we're going to have to off him? Okay, boom, you too and this motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'd investigate the hell out of that shit. check out this news story too kind of obscure but a big win against the china the chinese ccp latest from green charter township michigan where citizens just took out their entire local government in an effort to stop a chinese affiliated battery plant from being built you seen this you heard about this Hey, I just wanted to give everyone an update from Michigan and it's a lot to type out. So I figured I'd do a quick video. You guys know I've been covering this story, several different stories with these Chinese affiliated companies trying to move into small towns. There's this big electric vehicle battery plant trying to come to Green Charter Township, Michigan, where I am now. Um, and basically the citizens organized and tonight, like they just took out their entire local government. They had this recall election and the citizens against the Chinese project have won this battle like they took out their whole village board that was voting for um the project to move forward that approved the chinese affiliated project every single one of them like i just went in the polls closed 
I've never I've covered a lot of elections. I've never had this happen before, but like in this little township, they printed out the results for me, like right out of the voting machine. Um, they printed out six copies, like one for me and a bunch of official copies. And I ran out and I um, like tallied up all the um, in-person and absentee votes and every single um, village board member has been ousted in this town. People have been on this board for a very long time. And all of the people who were running to stop the Chinese affiliated project um, won. So this is gonna be really interesting because this project has been approved, there's a development deal, um, and now you've got a whole new village board that's totally against it. I'm sure it's gonna to lead to a lawsuit and stuff, but like big win here. I, just interesting because I've um, like been covering this in the beginning and it's total grassroots effort like among these citizens here. Like the um, federal government wasn't helping them at all. The state government wasn't helping and they just organized. Um, like if you've been following my stories, like Lori who owns the horse farm and Ormond um, and his wife and just these kind of like everyday people that had no connection to politics organized and like they just took out their entire local government in one night and there's i mean it's crazy so um i'm about to head over and meet up with some of them now but we'll have stories tomorrow on news nation i just wanted to make a video like i know it's not my typical crime stories and stuff but you know i got i've been passionate about covering these stories with chinese companies buying up farmland and all of that and um like big win for the people fighting it tonight in this little town in michigan uh and we had the win when we did the one in uh South Dakota, um, uh, the people there, you know, were successful. So this is, uh, this is, this is wild. So I'll update you guys tomorrow. Bye. Yep. So, uh, local government there drops the hammer on them CCP bastards. You gotta do it, man. If they don't listen to you, they're there to do the job for you. You know what I mean? It, yeah, fight. Time to fight these idiots. Oh, show. Speaking of fighting idiots, let's watch uh, Alex Rawson deal with another one of his child predators. That He claims it's free speech for him to talk to a 13-year-old. I mean, I just don't understand. If I get involved with your grandma, we can be together also, uh, right? I mean, come on, man. Like, why would you say that? It's bullshit it's just you see on tv it's whatever it's all bullshit okay, okay. you understand it's bullshit i can say if you want to call the cops on me for I'd... saying this I'd, um i'm gonna i'm gonna claim free speech okay i just wish you'd be more open about those child porn links you opened well, i don't know anything more if i knew more i would tell you more i told you about the one that was wanting to send me four-year-olds how's it going um you know we're just having having a consensual conversation here and I love his reporting, too, because he gets these idiots to admit all kinds of shit right here in front of the cops. And the last one I saw of these, we didn't get to cover it, but the guy was talking about how he gets all these different um, videos from people making videos and trading videos on there with kids on there, with animals on there, all kinds of whack-ass shit. Like, dude, any type of depravity that you want in the world, it's out there. Thank God for Alex Rawson out there trying to do something. Why don't cops do more stings like this and arrest more of these idiots? Oh, yeah, waiting for statute of limitations to run out, I guess. I mean, 
Pretty much, you're not going to message anybody who says they're underage again, are you? Okay, is there a last time doing this here? Is it going to be your last time doing this? Okay. Are you going to send your dick pic to anybody that's underage ever again? Okay, was this your last time doing this? Okay. Last time saying you want to touch them and all that bullshit? Like I said, I'm probably going to delete all my apps. Okay. Are you going to have any 13-year-old send you naked pictures ever again? Okay. Did I ask for those naked pictures? No. Okay, they just sent it to you? Okay. Well, I mean, are you going to ask for nudes of... Uh, people seeing their kids ever again no. okay last time doing this yeah. okay so i mean are you gonna i mean dude and he's got a fucking novel right here of all their messages and all the shit that they evidence he hands that shit right over to the cops too so they get everything they need i mean you're not gonna i mean i hope you don't get on a video call with someone saying they're 13 and do this again you're not gonna show your dick like that again okay last time doing this yeah. okay and are you going to associate with people trying to sell you videos of four-year-olds ever again? Do it, did I associate with them before? I don't know. Okay. Like I said, okay. I told you, I told you, I delete all any groups that had me, and I don't do, you know, I don't want to get videos. I don't want to okay. get videos of nobody. Okay. okay. But the thirteen-year-old that sent you a video of her pissing. She, did, she sent me a picture. A picture of her pissing. Yes. Okay, but it showed her vagina. Okay. Whatever. She was on. She was on what? She was in the shower. Okay. And he had, she had a stream of piss coming out. Okay. That was what was on the picture. Okay. And then the other 13-year-old ascension nudes from Mexico and shit. I mean... Imagine this police officer right here. What the fuck is she thinking? Like, dude, what in the hell am I witnessing right now? Cops see some crazy shit in this world, dude. Are, they, are you going to let them do that again? I don't... Do, how can I stop them from sending them if I'm not asking for them? I'm not going to ask for him. I'm not even going to talk to him. Just I'm not talking to him. <laughs> if, if, if you ask, it says they're supposed to be 18 or older to be on it. Okay. But when the people that are on TAG, Instagram, Facebook, and Bigelow tell you they're underage, are you going to talk to them again? Okay. But you did on those four apps. All sexually. That's a problem. Uh, no, I didn't. I just said, I said that, they, that, that they are underage. I didn't say I talked to them. Okay. I mean, other than when they tell me they're under eight, I, I get out of there. No, you don't. Because no. you told me that other sentient nudes. Uh, are you gonna okay? Are you gonna tell us someone saying they're eleven that you were gonna get with their grandma no. so you can be with them ever again? No. Okay. Why'd you do it here? I'm just asking why, dude. Why'd you say it? It's just shit you see on TV here, here around. It's just okay. Bullshit. It's just okay. But yeah, uh, this dude is big as hell too. Uh, and just for reference. This is also the guy that yelled out to Hillary Clinton the other day about Bill Clinton visiting Epstein Island and they drug his ass out of there. This is the same guy, Alex Rawson. Shout out to that man for doing it right. Why did you, I mean, I know you didn't meet her, but why did you agree to meet Maddie? Did I agree to meet Maddie? Well, you said you would. You said you would do it. Okay, did I? You said when we meet. Did I? Yeah. No, oh, I'm saying did I meet her? You said okay. you would. Why'd you say you would? Maybe just... Play, play their game a little longer. Okay. Let's see what's going on. Well, we want to send all that to you, so. Going to jail now. You going to jail now. I need to pull that clip, too. Boom, you ask going to jail, sir. Have a seat right there for me. Just have a seat.
Oh, yes, son. You know, I was going to talk about this. High end. It was on my list of stuff to to talk about. Shout out to Dom Luker over there for this story and for Sonya to dropping it in my inbox right there. Okay, so uh, shout out to Dom. Says breaking news arrests were just made in a high profile sex trafficking ring that involved government contractors, professors, military officers, executives at pharmaceutical companies, and more. This trafficking ring was operating in apartments, complexes in Cambridge, Dedham, uh, and Watertown, Massachusetts, as well as Virginia. That's just two states, man. We got 50 fucking states. How many uh, predators do you think are out there? In every single one, I can guarantee it. This trafficking ring, uh, I'm sorry, they uh, are doctors, they're lawyers, they're accountants, they're executives at high-tech companies, pharmaceutical companies, they're military officers, government contractors, professors, scientists, Levy said, of the brothel's customers. Pick a profession they probably represented in this case. Three individuals were arrested and charged in federal court with operating a sophisticated high-end brothels in Cambridge, in Watertown, and in eastern Virginia. These establishments were allegedly promoted through two different websites, bostontop10.com and brown eyes girls. What the hell is bostontop10.com? You think that that'd be like a, a hotel or a reservation type of a, uh, well, I guess, it, what are you reserving, really, I guess? It just sounds more legitimate. Boston Top 10? And then browneseyesgirls.com? Weird. Dot blog. Dot the blog. three individuals behind these websites facilitated the movement of predominantly Asian women across the United States for sex trafficking and sexual, a commercial sex ring, exploiting them in the process. This commercial sex ring was built on secrecy and exclusivity, catering to a wealthy and well-connected clientele. And business was booming until today. It's alleged that the prospective sex buyers in this scheme first had to respond to a survey and provide information online, including their driver's license photos, their employer information, wow. credit card information, and they often paid a monthly fee to be part of this illicit club. The affidavit that's unsealed in court today alleges that once the buyers were verified, they were then texted and allowed to place orders for, with commercial sex workers. Wow. They would choose the duration of the encounter they wanted, the types of services they wanted, and they also would receive a menu of different options and different women that they could purchase. Sometimes it rates between $350 and $600 an hour. The menu included photographs of the various women who are available that day. Hell yeah. Yeah, I did see that, actually. That's crazy. Catch all these sons of bitches. Catch them all, god damn it. ABL covered this yesterday, but I thought it was funny as hell, so I wanted to play it.
in case y'all didn't get to catch the show. Um, this is a a writer that was trying to write a story and they didn't like his writing because they said it wasn't black enough. So they encouraged him to make it a little more black. This reminds me of Hollywood Shuffle, the movie that we watched, um, where they're really over accentuating the blackness per se. And that's what the producers want. You know what I mean? It gets them so excited. Like you're authentically black. Like, bitch, I'm black. How the hell are you going to tell me what to be? Let's do this. What struck me was that too few books were about my people. Where are our stories? Where's our representation? Would you give us the pleasure of reading an excerpt? Yo, Sharonda, girl, you be pregnant again? If I is, Ray Ray is going to be a real father this time around. Thank you. Your books are good, but they're not popular. Editors, they want a black book. They have a black book. I'm black, and it's my book. You know what I mean. Look at what they publish. Look at what they expect us to write. I just want to rub their noses in it. <laughs> I'd be standing outside in the night. Deadbeat dads, rappers, crack. You said you wanted black stuff. That's... Black, right? I see. This is funny as hell because he's like, fuck it. I'll just do all the stereotypes that they want me to do. And they're fucking eat it up, man. What are you doing? We sold a book. No. We believe Mr. Lee has written a bestseller. It's a joke. The most lucrative joke you've ever told. Now, is Stag a pseudonym? Yeah. Mr. Lee can't use his real name. Is this based on your actual life? Yeah, you think some bitch-ass college boy can come up with that shit? No, no. No, I don't. Can I ask what you were in for? Was it murder? Yeah, you said that, not me. They ran 300,000 copies. <laughs> Your books changed people's lives. They're offering $4 million for the movie rights. Yes! The dumber I behave, the richer I get. Stag Arley is still on the run for authorities. You haven't done anything. It's not like they can arrest you. Wish I could go back to not selling books. Is it bad to cater to people's tastes? People want to love you, Monk. You should let them love all of you. There's already so much buzz because of the movie deal. Michael B. Jordan is circling. We want to put him on the cover in one of those um, uh, scarves, I guess you would call them, tied around his head. A do-rag? Do-rag, that's it. Do rag in a tank top with the muscles showing. Ooh, something called the fire department. <laughs> We're thinking we can get it out in time for Juneteenth. And then the trailer there at the end was funny too with the Juneteenth. Oh, we mean this December. Fucking hilarious. Go check that out this December. This Juneteenth, y'all watch that? Yeah, so uh, y'all saw... Did you come to write this book? Uh, what really struck me was that too few books were... Hold on, sorry, man. The uh, Ivanka Trump showed up to uh, testify at Trump's trial. 
yesterday. Just are just coming in here. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody, click it. So many photographs. She walking this shit like the runway. She was popping that shit. Watch it. She popping that shit. Look, boom, 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 boom. Kiss my Louis Vuitton ass, you motherfuckers. So she got to go in there and testify against her pops. I don't. I didn't get any uh, other information. They didn't give any uh, updates. To what her testimony was about and shit. I didn't get to catch it. All right. This is going to be uh, dealing with the story that we addressed last week, I think. It was last Thursday or maybe it was on Tuesday. About the uh, Jewish... Rabbis giving their circumcisions at their brisses and whatnits. This uh, story is from 2020. I just had to go look it up and find it just to show y'all that I wasn't lying about that shit. Four New York babies get herpes from Jewish circumcision right in the past six months. Cases reported since September from the Mehitzabirbeer. I don't know the correct pronunciation on that. Don't don't hate me for destroying it. Infants were hospitalized, received intravenous antiviral drugs, and are now recovering. At least four infants have contracted herpes in New York City in the past six months or after undergoing a circumcision rite in which the ritual circumciser or moel cleans the circumcision womb wound by oral suction. Let that sink in just for one moment. Three cases of herpes have been reported since December and four since September from the right called the Meditsa Bepen. I don't know. WPIX 11 reported citing the city's health department. So this is coming from the New York City Health Department. The infants were hospitalized, received intravenous antiviral drugs, and are now recovering. Even the Wall Street Journal reported on it. The spread of neonatal herpes. They even have a name for the shit. The spread of neonatal herpes through ritual circumcision is a public health risk. A department... A health department official told WPIX to address this risk. We will continue to work with providers and families across our city to keep our youngest New Yorkers safe. Adults saliva can carry a type of herpes that causes minor symptoms in adults, 
but potentially serious symptoms in newborns. A herpes infection in a newborn baby can cause brain damage and death. The custom is rarely practiced outside the Haredi or ultra-Orthodox community. Now, is that Ben Shapiro? He wears the funny hat every single day. He's so far into it just from his own, um, I don't know, um, presentation of it. He seems he's very into it. He might be ultra-Orthodox, orthodox. Allegedly, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm asking questions here. Other Moels use a sterile pipette for the practice. Well, thank goodness. I don't know what a sterile pipette is. But it's a thing they had to make for this procedure, obviously. Everybody getting herpes on their dick. We need to come up with something. It has been a political football in New York City with its large Haredi population. In February 2015, the city eliminated a parental consent form mandated by former mayor Michael Bloomberg. The form was replaced with an educational brochure. So you don't even have to have a parental consent anymore. They just hand you a brochure and say, yeah, if it swells up, put some ointment on it. Six families in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, had children contract herpes between 2015 and mid-2017 from the ritual. None of the families would give the name of the mole to the health department. So they protect their own people there. You know what I'm saying? Even though they know the name of the person that scarred their children for life and beyond. They ain't going to tell them who it was. At least 11 boys contracted herpes from the practice between 2004 and 2011. And I want to say that these are reported. We don't know how many other ones that didn't get reported. And they know what it is. And they're just like, nah, just put some ointment on it. It's fine. Two died. And two suffered brain damage. The fuck out of here, man. Whew, people crazy as hell, dude. But hey, man, that's their religion, you know. Do what you want to do. This is it right here. Can anybody justify a rabbi putting a penis on his mouth or the herpes that sometimes comes with it? We saw the video last time. They blurted out and shit, but it was still there. Did y'all see uh, St. Louis? St. Louis Parks. Nadia Muhammad is the first Somali American to be elected mayor in the United States. They must have a big uh, Somali po uh, population over there. Not very 
good footage of her. But she came out with her whole uh, hijab on and all that shit with her, her covering her head up and everything. Yep, exactly. Exactly, Wolverine. They're fucked up, man. I mean, believe what you want to. I ain't trying to sweep off nobody else's porch, but even people that ain't hardcore like that got to step back and look at that shit and go, um, that shit's kind of whack, homie. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Let's watch this lady here fuck around and find out. Bro, who you just calling a bitch? What you talking about? Bro, what you got? Oh, this bitch got a gun, y'all. Who gonna smack me? You got a gun. What Who you gonna, gonna do? Me? What you gonna do with it? What you gonna do with it? What you gonna do with it? Bitch, I'm not worried about that gun, bitch. You will get blown down right here. Fucking talking about. Shut the fuck up. 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 Shut Who gonna smack me? You got a gun. What you gonna do with it? What you gonna do with it? What you gonna do with it? Bitch, I'm not worried about that gun, bitch. You will get blown down right here. Fuck you talking about? Seven to twenty. Bitch, take that shit back, bitch. Fuck you in this car, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Mm. Pop so shit. She just shot me. Oh, she just shot me. Call nine one one. Call nine one one. That big ass fur coat. <laughs> that big ass fur coat makes me laugh. And uh look at all the salt on this motherfucking car too. That bitch is saltier than Wendy's French fries. Look at that shit. They got to be in Michigan. So much salt. Salty. One second here. Oh, shit, yeah. How about this other one? Colorado funeral home owner and his wife was arrested after nearly 200 bodies were improperly stored. I don't know if this is the same one or not. There was just another uh, incident that happened where they caught a couple in a damn... Um, Funeral home where they weren't storing shit properly, too. This has got to be the same story. I'm not sure if it is or not, but let's find out. 
The owners of the funeral home were arrested on Wednesday in Oklahoma and charged with uh, on charges linked to the discovery of 190 sets of decaying remains at one one of their facilities. So they own multiple ones, including some that apparently had been languishing there for four years. Instigate uh, investigators. Enter the return uh, to nature funeral home. What a fitting name for that shit. Return to nature. Funeral home building in the Rocky Mountain town of Penrose in early October to find abhorrent conditions with dozens of stacked bodies. Stacked bodies. According to a federal affidavit that's under seal in Colorado, but available in Oklahoma. And also, speaking of cases being under seal, the uh, the Nashville shooter's writings, they said earlier today that they have those under seal. And some that are in there are redacted and unredacted uh, lists of things, the manifesto and whatnot. Try to get to that if we can. If not, we'll do it on Tuesday. Some bodies had 2019 death dates, according to the document. Law enforcement now knows the cremains uh, each family was given could not have been their loved one, reads the documents alleging funeral home owners John and Carrie Halford had fled Colorado to avoid prosecution. Yeah, I did see that turning guns. The uh, did I hear the about the dude running from the FBI in Virginia because the J six thing? Yeah, they were looking for him uh, with a tank, from what they said in the damn uh, in the backwoods or some shit over there. I got it. We might have to deal it on uh, Tuesday because it's getting kind of late. So they fled to avoid uh, Colorado to avoid prosecution. The Halfords were jailed on a two million dollar bond on Colorado arrest a warrant alleging approximately 190 counts of abuse of a corpse, five counts of theft, four counts of money laundering, and over 50 counts of forgery. Wow. After their arrest at in Wagner, east of Tulsa. They're set for an initial appearance on a federal fleeing charge on November 9th in Muskogee. They couldn't be reached for comment. Funny. And didn't have any attorneys listed in the jail records. Neither has listed a personal phone number and the funeral's home number no longer works. During a news conference in Colorado Springs announcing the charges on Wednesday, District Attorney Michael Allen said authorities wouldn't be releasing any many details in order to protect the integrity of the ongoing investigation. He said the charging documents contain information that is absolutely shocking. Several families have told the Associated Press that the FBI told them privately that their loved ones were among the decaying bodies, meaning the ashes were given weren't their family members. 
So you got your person cremated and the ashes they gave you back come from somebody's back grill and they got uh, Aunt Lulu stacked up there with the rest of these fools. Rotten to death. That's crazy, man. Those families were asked to give samples of the ashes they received to investigators to analyze. So they're going to find out where the ashes actually came from after they analyze them. Christina Page is among the aggrieved relatives of the dead. She went to the news conference clutching a red urn with what return to nature told her were the ashes of her 20-year-old son, David, who was shot and killed by law enforcement in 2019. For four years, she carried the urn from the marble halls of the Colorado Capitol to Washington, D.C., and she advocated for police reform. Wow, that's crazy. Her son's actual body was set to be cremated later Wednesday. For four years, I've marched all over this country with this urn, believing it to be my son. Page said, my son's been laying there rotting for four years. This is the most horrendous thing I've ever had in my life. Wow, that's crazy, man. Allen and others described ongoing process of identifying remains using fingerprints, dental records, medical hardware, and if necessary, DNA. Just go directly to the DNA. Why do you get to fuck around with all the other stuff? They have identified 110 of the 190 sets of remains. Sets? Will they just call one person a set of remains? I guess. I don't know. And they've returned 25 of those to the people's families. The remains of Linda Martinez, 66, who died in 2020, were recently returned to relatives who originally thought they had interred her in her ashes in a cemetery. How do you store almost 200 people, wondered her grandson, Michael Martinez of Colorado Springs, and how do you even stomach that? Investigators are in contact with 137 families, and Allen asked for everyone who might have worked for the Halfords or done business with the funeral home back in September 2019 to come forward. He also asked relatives of the yet unidentified dead to contact their late loved ones, dentists for their records that might help with the investigation. Alfred's funeral home business is based in Colorado Springs and has a facility in Penrose, small town about 100 miles away, south of Denver. Uh, authorities found the remains on October 4th while responding to a report of an ab ab abhorrent smell near the Penrose building. So people just outside could smell how stank it was. You got 200 bodies in that bitch. Stankin', son. Oh, my God. Officials initially estimated there were about 115 bodies inside, but the number increased to 189 after they finished moving all the remains in mid-October. The total rose to 190 on Wednesday, though the authorities didn't explain the increase. They found one more under somebody's shelf or something. In the pantry. 
A day after the odor was reported, the director of the state office of funeral home and crematory registration spoke with John with by phone with John Halford. He tried to conceal the improper storage of corpses at his business, acknowledged having a problem at the site and claimed he practiced taxidermy there. So he's trying to account for the smell. Go, yeah, yeah, we do taxidermy here too. And them animals just stinking it up back there. These motherfuckers on crack. Relatives of the people whose remains were handled by the funeral home have feared that their loved ones weren't cremated and were instead among the remains authorities found. They said the death certificates indicated that the remains were cremated at one of the two crematories, but both crematories told AP that they weren't performing cremations for return of nature at the time of the dates on the certificates. So they probably forged the signature saying that these people actually did the cremation, got the money for it, but didn't ever cremate nobody. Burn them boxes over there and then give me the mashes. Put them in this $2,000 urn for these people and make them go on somewhere. This was intentional, said Paige, who started a private Facebook group for affected families. And not only did they think about doing this, they followed through with it and they concealed it. And they did this for almost 200 families. Exactly. Crazy. Hope they go to jail for the rest of their life. Give me one second. I'm going to try to find this right quick. Give me a second. I'm trying to find this shit. I got it on the page here. I just got to find it. Oh, shit, before we get there, let's watch this. Come on, little baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he fell as He fell as fuck. Ooh, yeah, big ass. Big ass, come on. Yeah. 
Why would you let children smoke weed? What the fuck is wrong with people, man? Asking serious questions here. What the fuck is wrong with people? Let's watch this video since the Simpsons have been right about everything so far. What kind of predictive programming is this shit right here? And then he's like flying through his strawberry locks right here. I thought it was funny because uh, Sonya always talks about that all the time. He was like mesmerized by his hairdo. So since the Simpsons have uh, called everything else and all the world is a stage, are we going to count on Trump being in there for 2024? I hope that's a good sign. Get it signed. Uh, 24, sir. Trump 2024, bitches. Read it and weep. Keep this thing going here. Yeah, we'll get there in just a second. Hang on. Uh, Sony, this is another New York City story. A New York man named John Rote has been arrested after he saved a woman by from getting robbed by a homeless man in a Manhattan subway station. The current state of New York City on Tuesday evening, Rote noticed that a woman was getting robbed and immediately jumped into action. And he fired this gun up in the air from what they said. Let's read. The man pulled out a gun and fired warning shots to stop the robbery. The warning shots spooked the homeless man, saving the woman from getting robbed. According to the video footage, Rote noticed the woman getting mugged by the 49-year-old Matthew Roche. He then took off his backpack, reached inside, pulled out a gun, and fired it off to scare off the attacker. Roche then started getting closer and yelled at Roche before firing the gun once more. I want to be clear, we don't tolerate this kind of conduct in NYC transit period, said a city transit pedestrian. Sorry, transit president Richard Davey after Roche was arrested. Once again, cameras recorded a perpetrator, and we were grateful the NYPD made an arrest within hours. Thank goodness nobody was hurt here, but what occurred was outrageous, reckless, and unacceptable. The fuck out of here. And if the person didn't get caught, they wouldn't have said nothing about the person being on tape getting mugged. They would have never found him. They never prosecute him. Uh, 
Unreal. So this was the mugger here. And this was the guy that tried to help. This is telling you to not get involved. Don't help. Don't do anything. It's because he pulled a gun and guns are illegal. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby, you know, that's what I do. Do, 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 do. Let's do a little feel-good story for a second. If I can get it to play for me. Yeah, here's a, a Tiger Cubs update. There are three critically endangered Sumerian tiger cubs born at the Nashville Zoo three weeks ago, and they're healthy and happy. Look at that little tiger. I love tigers. They're so fun. They're little babies. They want to growl so bad they can't do it yet. Look at them. They're so cute. I don't know how my vocal cords work yet. I'm making a mean face though. Leave me alone. They're going to be big as hell one day. Bite your damn face off. I love tiger cubs. They're so fun. All right. So, you know, we don't do a palate cleanser without having to get into some weird shit. So, shout out to Sonia for bringing my attention to this. Uh, Libs of TikTok posted this. It said Vice just ran this piece celebrating a six-year-old drag queen. His parents claim he knew since he was four years old that he wanted to do this adult-themed entertainment. He was taught as a toddler to dress up as a girl and perform provocatively for adults as they hand him cash tips. We know that always turns out great. Asa, I am six years old and I do drag. Asa. My name is something, and I am six years old, and I perform drag. Listen to what this father says. This moist-ass bitch of a father. Listen to what he says when he says that the kid wanted to go testify in front of Congress to fight for his rights to be a trans kid or a drag kid or whatever the fuck they're trying to do to this kid. Do you believe this little kid, six years old, knows what testify means? Get the fuck out of here. Is a baby drag queen. He performs at drag shows as Lulu Lovely Twirls. Lulu Lovely Twirls. Lulu Lovely Twirls! 
started doing this four, five, now six years old. He is by far the youngest performer we've seen. There's even adult performers that sometimes you can outperform. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the next RuPaul. At first I was terrified. You never really know what people's reactions are gonna be. What do you think the biggest misconception of Asa and what he's doing is? I think there's a few. People who don't like what we believe can sometimes be violent. People want to cause harm to our family, like legit harm. We're getting death threats. Horrible things being said. That there was a child stripping. And dancing provocatively. Calling us groomers, pedophiles. Child Protective Services was called on us. And then the anti-drag bill. This is an activity that is exploiting children. We had a child that would be directly affected by this law. Asa whispered in my ear. Why would your kid be directly affected by this bill? What type of lifestyle are they putting around this kid to let him even know what this is? Children. We had a child that would be directly affected by this law. Asa whispered in my ear, can I testify? I still wasn't sure. Right there. Now, Sonia asked me, do you think this, my gentleman in this chat, do you see this as being a natural way for a man to sit? Hell, she's sitting more manly than he is. I'm calling it right now. She straps it on his booty hole, I'm telling you. Look at them legs. They look shaven to me, too, honestly, as I'm looking at it now here, Sonia. I bet he used that nair. He wears short shorts. was that with him performing drag at that point i said are you sure you want to speak it's like he was born to do what a fucking disgrace too they get a kid in a fucking dress and get him up there and to testify some dumb shit weird man drag at that point i said are you sure you want to speak it's like he was born to do this He was born to do this. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Tell us, what are we about to see? A tour of my room. I made this at somebody's birthday party. It's a popsicle. He's saying my name. Okay, so... Just keep it in your mind that this kid said he wanted to testify. He told his father he wanted to testify. Eleven. Her nickname is Jack Bear. And it looks like she has makeup on. Here's my Barbie house. Here's Townsville. What's Townsville from? Powerpuff Girls. The mayor's tower, which has the pride flag. Who made this for you? My dad. I would consider our family to be a traditional family. Can we go traditional? Traditional family. And then you can see who wears the pants in the family because she's correcting him already. And the father did this whole thing. He did the painting in there for him. So instead of a big superhero scene with Superman or Spider-Man or something cool that a kid would really be into as a little boy... He's going to make a city skyline with the fucking pride flag on the Capitol. 
I would consider our family to be a traditional. Who made that? And they say, who made Here's that for you? Barbie house. Here's Townsville. What's Townsville from? Powerpuff Girls. The mayor's tower, which has the price. Like, they're doing it all on purpose, too. Like, anything, boy, get it out of here. All girl shit, all girl shit, all girl shit. And again, like I said before, if he said, uh, mama. Mom, dad, I want candy for dinner. They gonna let him have candy for dinner? He knew he wanted candy since he was four years old. That's all he talked about. Yeah, how fucking retarded that sounds. He, he just don't want to brush his teeth. I think he was born for it. Yep. Fucking retarded, dude. Flag. Who made this for you? My dad. I would consider our family to be a traditional family. The Can sports, we go traditional? Traditional family. I look bad with that coat. Do you remember that picture? Was it when I became the drug queen? They all do different sports. They all have their activities that they do. But we have a child that's interested in something that's maybe not as traditional. Okay, why is he inter interested in something that's not traditional? How did he even get turned to this? We can say that he liked his sister's toys or he liked his sister's dresses. He liked the way they looked. He's got two, a, a, a couple of sisters there, a brother. And they all seem to be normal. Why did this kid even was turned on to it at all. How does he even expose to it? Asa refers to himself as a drag queen. He does it very proudly. He performs at he, he, he refers to himself as a drag queen. Drag shows as Lulu Lovely Twirls. He puts together and produces his own numbers for drag shows. What do you like about drag? Getting to meet the drag queens and performing. Dancing, dancing. Sick shit, dude. Remember them tigers? <laughs> we just had some cute tigers on just a second ago. Don't forget about that shit. Like, what the fuck, dude? Ooh, crazy, dude. Crazy. Exactly, Sonya. What child knows drag queens exist? That was my whole point. Like, how does he even know anything about that? You can like whatever you want to like. You can get into whatever you want to get into. But why introduce your child to that shit? You know what I mean? Oh, well, they're just a little different. Well, okay, they can be different. But why the fuck you got to give them all this weird shit? And crazy as hell to me, man. Lulu Love Twirls. Exactly. Where'd this name come from? Yeah, she said that was his drag name. Yeah, that's a good point. Sounds like he's getting all the dad's attention. Weird, man. If you ain't pissed off, let's watch Hillary Clinton call Donald Trump Hitler. <laughs> Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right. And so 
all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down, we're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yes. what he intends yes. to right. do. To listen to Take that. him at his word. Yes. The man <laughs> means to throw people in jail who disagree with him, yeah. shut down legitimate press right. outlets, do what he can to literally undermine the rule of law and our country's values. He will use the military to stop protesters. He's going to do it. He's not going to do a whole bunch of stuff right now. Hitler was doing All the shit that she said is the shit that Joe Biden does right now. And they bringing out the fucking big guns on Hillary Clinton. They bringing Big Dick Mike out there, Obama, the Cheneys, every fucking body. They're scared to death of Donald Trump. Dude, throw everything at this motherfucker. Please, anything to make him stop. Exactly. And is she on some kind of book tour or something? She's on all these major outlets all of a sudden coming back trying to talk more like you lost, ho. Nobody wanted you. You could have been the first female president, but you weren't. You didn't get to be. Stupid bitch. Let's watch this one. Oh. Uh, fuck around and find out what a stupid idiot. Here we go. We um, hit that head for sure. Knock straight clean out. Do people not understand what physics are? People don't understand how phys physics work. Boom! Smash them legs. Probably bleeding like a motherfucker into that water, too. Ain't no way. All right, so let's go on to this next one. The new LAPD deploys robot police dogs during a standoff with an armed man in Hollywood. involving an armed suspect. Everything came to a peaceful end. KTLA's Alina Bovian, live in East Hollywood with the details for us. Alina, good morning. The future is here. Frank, good morning. That's right. This did come to a peaceful end. The suspect eventually surrendered to police and no one was injured. He was taken into custody without incident. You can see here behind me that the scene is all clear, but you mentioned this robot dog. This new technology really played a very big part in bringing this situation to a calm resolution. Now take a look. This is the video. You can see this robot dog with the LAPD, with the SWAT team in full action this morning. This is Melrose and Western. The armed suspect was taken into custody with the help of this robot dog. LAPD SWAT officers deployed the dog to assist, saying the use of this technology really helped resolve the situation without putting any officers or community members in harm's way. You can see in this video the suspect cooperating with officers as he surrendered. 
This all started around 4.30 this morning. A call came in from a passenger on the bus, a 911 call saying that another passenger was asleep and had a gun under his seat. The bus is an L.A. Metro bus, which was going northbound on Western this morning, approaching Melrose. The driver pulling over, waiting for LAPD officers to arrive. The suspect was supposedly sitting motionless and sleeping. Pretty soon, the LAPD set up a large perimeter around this area and a SWAT team was called and the robot dog was deployed to retrieve the gun from the suspect. The robot dog, as he began to approach the suspect, we're hearing he woke up, leaving the gun and ultimately surrendered to police. According to LA Metro, a handful of passengers were on the bus along with the driver and they all made it off the bus safely. The LAPD clarifying to us this was not a hostage situation. However, it's still unclear exactly what this guy's motive was and why he was armed and also why he fell asleep not waking up for several hours considering this standoff took uh, lasted about three hours. Now back out here live, no word if this guy will be facing any charges. He is in police custody. And the scene here, Melrose Western, back open at this hour. I'm Lena Bourbon reporting. That's crazy, man. Them legs look fragile as fuck, though. Couldn't you just step right on that son of a bitch and break that joint? I mean, you break one or two of them legs and that motherfucker is useless. Wait till they get them flying ones on your ass, which they did use drones in New York City to uh, watch everybody's Labor Day picnics and shit. Like, get out of my backyard, man. Yeah, give it a milk bone and leave you alone. Let a dog roam and he'll find his way home. <laughs> DMX for the win. Check this shit out. <clears throat> this is crazy as hell right here. 23-year-old girl rescued after being abducted, beaten, and held captive in a shed. Sit down, dear. Okay. This is why I'm nervous. This is why I'm in pain. Yeah, I don't even know if that's you. Know, you know 100%. You know 100%. I know 100%. Hands! Now, put your hands! Now! 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 Yeah. Oh, he's got her up in the loft up there. Where do you live at here? Her eyes are all black and shit. How far away is that? Look how pale she is, Jesus Christ. Why don't you have a sit right seat right there on that seat? Yeah, she needs some fucking water, dude. Jeez Louise, man. Let me see if I can find more about this shit. Here we go. Ohio cops have rescued a 23-year-old woman who was held captive in a shed. Police say Chloe Jones was beaten with a baseball bat and held in the shed for four days before she was rescued. 
Jones says the accused kidnapper, William Ma- Mozingo, offered her a ride home. However, she ended up in the shed. Turns out she was not his first victim. He was previously convicted in 2017 of kidnapping another woman. He was arrested and charged for allegedly kidnapping Jones. Wow. Put these motherfuckers in jail and be done with it, dude. Like, goddamn. I wish that when they say, oh, you're free to go. Oh, well, they're free to go. Well, we need to put somebody in there. You're going to go in there for them? Okay. Whoever thinks it's a good idea to release these people, you need to go serve the sentence for them. Yeah, her eyes were black as fuck, and she was pale as all get out, son. Here's another clip. Police surround a shed with guns drawn. They take into custody a scary-looking dude with facial <laughs> A scary-looking dude. Then cops enter the shed. They are looking for someone. Is there somebody up there in the loft? It's an unforgettable sight. A ghostly figure slowly makes her way down a ladder. That's not makeup she's wearing. She's got two black eyes. Police say 23-year-old Chloe Jones was beaten with a baseball bat and held in the shed for four days before she was rescued. Chloe says she wants her face shown as a warning for other women. She says the accused kidnapper, 33-year-old William Mazengo, offered her a ride home in Kenmore, Ohio. God damn, you gonna let this dude give you a ride home? Ladies, come on now. Walking ain't that bad. William Mazengo offered her a ride home in Kenmore, Ohio. She made the mistake of accepting and ended up in the shed where she was beaten. It turns out Chloe Jones wasn't his first kidnapping victim. He was convicted of kidnapping another woman in Ohio in 2017, but was released after serving only 18 months in prison. 18 months. Now that victim, Mackenzie Mastin, is speaking out. And the police were able to come in and swarm him and he the whole time during when he was uh getting in the cop car and everything else he was screaming that he was going to finish what he started when you saw her black eyes did you have those same black eyes yes it was it was one of the most scariest experiences of my life i just wow. can't believe that law enforcement and the court system is allowing him to keep reoffending I don't think she was a runaway, Sonia. She was tr- getting a ride home from the guy. She's in her own town of Ohio. And homeboy just says, hey, you want to roll with me? Sure, I'll give you a ride home. Fuck it. And you just saw the other lady there. That was his other victim. I'd be fucking pissed. 18 months, you let this motherfucker go? What is wrong with y'all? Well, we need more room. We're overcrowded in here. Well, kill some of these motherfuckers then. They don't care nothing about people on the outside. We should not give two fucks about them. Sorry, you're in fucking prison for doing some weird shit. You need to stay there. If it's too overcrowded, we got we got ways to deal with that. Crazy as fuck.
All right, here we go with the FBI and the Virginia story. It's going to be the last story tonight. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate y'all. New, the FBI is reportedly using tanks to hunt down a J6 protester in Helmeta, New Jersey. Oh, it was New Jersey, not Virginia. I'm sorry. The incident started after the man, Gregory Yetman, fled his home after the FBI tried serving an arrest warrant thanks to USA Today, who exposed him. The small town's mayor, Christopher Slav, Slavkik, said the manhunt has frightened the community. A situation like this, of course, brings heightened anxiety. It's not normal to see FBI agents in vehicles and tanks in your community. You never hear, you never think something like this will happen in your own backyard. Crazy as fuck. FBI agents attempted to serve Yetman with an arrest warrant Wednesday morning after a USA Today investigation publicized the identities of J6 protesters who were videotaped at the Capitol but had not yet been charged or arrested. The hit piece on Trump supporters identified Yetman as an individual who was seen spraying pepper spray towards Capitol Police on January 6th. That might be the reason right there because you're pepper spraying the cops, but I don't know. The FBI are currently trying to locate Yetman by searching across local hiking trails and bodies of water. Earlier this year, Yetman told USA Today that he was interviewed by the FBI after the events of J6, where he said everything has been resolved, everything's good. Enforcement officials have swarmed a location that's in Middlesex County, and they're searching for a man wanting a connection to the January 6th attack at the U.S. Capitol. Tom Zwire in Chopper 4, as you see live over the scene. Tom, what can you tell us about this? All right. As you mentioned, uh, Adam, they, the FBI was executing a warrant here, 131 Main Street in Helmeta, New Jersey, earlier this morning. Now, they're looking for... But they straight up giving the... Address to the fucking place. 131. That's 131. Come on, man. Uh, Gregory Yetman, who was involved in the January 6th incident at the Capitol, he fled the area. Dude, when do they hardly ever say the person's name? They usually say we got a suspect on the run, da-da-da-da-da. We're searching uh, this uh, this home earlier this morning. We have video of that that we shot earlier this morning, where there were it was an intense search, not just middle of this six. building, the main building, but also uh, the, some of the sheds out in the back. So they were really patrolling the whole property, looking for the suspect. Yet to find that uh, suspect. And again, the FBI is asking that if you know anything about the location of Gregory Yetman, please call the FBI field office in Newark at nine seven three seven nine two three thousand. Wow. There weren't any footage of tanks on that one. But, Let's see if I can get some more info on that. Yeah, it's funny as hell to me that the USA Today is doxing all these people with shit, but nobody's Epstein's clients have uh, came out yet. None of them been arrested. 
And if they get arrested on these little trumped up charges, are they going to get let out quickly like some of these other murders, rapists, uh, kidnappers do? 18 months for kidnapping somebody? How long are you going to get for doing some J6 shit? What they're trying to do is make people say, don't you ever try to come back here and uprise against us ever again. You understand? You understand you're a fucking peon? Don't you ever raise your hand up at us ever again. You and your fucking deplorables. Exactly. Turning guns. This is the USA today. Exactly. And that is the end of the show. Thank you guys so much for being here. I definitely appreciate y'all putting up with me being late and whatnot. Shout out to all you rebels. Can't listen to a damn thing. Don't never want to follow no rules. I appreciate y'all. I'll be back on uh, Tuesday. I think I'm going to change it to 8 o'clock. So Tuesday at 8 o'clock so everybody can be here on time. Shout out to the moderators, Anthony McQuaid, Atomic Tabasco, Cat F, Zeta Witches, Cane Sword, Latina and Callie, and the beautiful Miss Sonya Scrapbook. The best damn co-host on the internets. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all have a good weekend, man. Take care of yourselves and your family. Spend some time with your family. Put some positivity out there in the world. I'll see y'all on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you.